0: hello everyone and welcome to the protagonist podcast for each week we look at a great character in a great story i'm joe dorowski and this week we're not talking about a great character great story we're talking about lots of great characters we're playing a game and joining us for the game is returning guest mav
1: hey how's it going welcome back, <laughs> mav so great, glad to many have great you characters some great stories i was gonna say <laughs> I, I noticed
2: joseph didn't indicate the quality
1: of the stories
0: <laughs> oh well and also i'm maybe i should go ahead and say maybe not every character we're gonna talk about is gonna be great because
1: uh i can assure you every character we talk about won't be great <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, so producer Andrew is here to help guide us through the
2: game, which we are going to call. I, I settled on X many X men. X. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to top that. So we're going to call
0: it X many X men. <laughs> the way this game is going to work is that producer Andrew has given us. Is it seven total scenarios, seven scenarios, yeah, s-
2: sev- seven, seven X
0: men based scenarios. And We had to choose a team based on character types that he also gave us. So for each scenario, we will read out what the scenario is, the required character types, and he also gave us a couple complications. And then Mav and I have to select existing X-Men characters that could fit into those roles uh, that Andrew has required us to have. As we do this, we'll give a quick background on uh, what the, the, you know the scenario is. We'll also give a quick background on each character that gets picked. However, once a character has been picked, they can never be picked again. So if you're familiar with X-Men is from the big screen adaptations, that's still, you know, two dozen character options. But it would not be enough. <laughs> so I think, Andrew, you did the math. We're going to need almost 80 different characters. It's going to be
2: 90 different characters. 90 by different, by 45, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, 45 for each of you. And since neither of you can duplicate ever, it will be 90 discrete X-Men characters, which is like not even scratching the surface. There are so many X-Men characters. Right. So
0: Quick. Off the top, X Men franchise began in uh, 1963, and uh, it, it ran with basically a core group of five, with you know a couple other characters here and there for a while. And then in the mid 70s, uh, they introduced a new group of X Men characters, and from there, that stayed steady for a bit. But really, once you hit the 80s, it was an explosion of mm-hmm. uh, X Men characters, spin-off titles, uh, different junior teams, junior teams mm-hmm. uh, and and there's just so many nebulously related characters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alternate dimension versions of these characters. There's so many, so many of them. And so I- it's a wonderful side of the Marvel universe. I think one reason why there's so many X-Men related characters is because uh, the mutant metaphor is a wonderful storytelling tool to add some thematic heft into superhero comic books. But it is also a really easy origin story. Yes. Uh, once you say the- mutant, it's like, OK, I don't have to think of some crazy radioactive accident or anything like
1: that. According to Stan Lee, he came up with the concept because after, you know, a few years of doing Fantastic Fours and Spider-Man and whatever, he yeah. yeah, he was just like, uh, what if I could just say they were born with powers and be done? And that was <laughs> that was his logic. He was like, What well, us just say they're mutants they (laughs) just came that way (laughs) now in his uh you know carnival barker
0: hyperbolic style of both uh selling products and also remembering his own history um he sometimes says like oh you know i also was really into the mutant metaphor i think that's really powerful that didn't really become a key part of the x-men storyline until the 70s (laughs) uh, and and 80s well after stanley was done writing the characters like the early x-men comics if you ever go back and read them it is pretty equivalent to all the other superhero stories like it's just a mm-hmm. team of people that have some some bickering interactions and stop a random supervillain Mm-hmm. Um, not which, which nothing wrong with that that is classic 1960s comics and i love them i'm a uh, big fan yeah. but it, it does not uh like like if you're going in thinking like okay this magneto character is gonna be like the malcolm x allegory and professor x is gonna be the martin luther king no 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 nope. Mag-
1: <laughs> magneto not in, for a in, while in the earlier in magneto's first appearance is the first x-men comic and he is a miscellaneous villain in a goofy helmet that's yeah. it he, <laughs> he wants to take over some
0: nuclear missiles why not clear because because
1: <laughs> i'm a bad guy yeah, that's what n- i do not
0: for mutant rights not you know not any of the things we now associate yeah. with magneto's motivations those mm-hmm. all got tacked on later and i think this is one of the great things actually about long form Mm-hmm. uh storytelling that we get in 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 it, it it's like later creators can come and pick up a piece that had been left in the sandbox and add some stuff and suddenly that becomes like the new core version of the character and it's yeah. it's one of the fascinating things about it and x-men is just such an excellent example as you look at the long history and all the titles which we will i'm sure we'll touch on as we play this game
2: yeah it's so interesting with those long form stories and then seeing adaptations that come in in movies and everything where you've got things like Magneto, and in the movie version, and ad- adaptation version of Magneto, it's like, oh, it's so critical that you know that he's a Holocaust survivor, and yeah, it happened in the 80s. and all this stuff It's like, he, <laughs> like this character existed for twenty years without that being even a, a thing. Like it wasn't developed; it didn't exist for yeah. twenty years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, which and it's it's probably my favorite detail about about the Magneto character. And I mean, we'll probably talk about it if he comes up in this game, which he probably will. But the, my favorite detail of the Magneto character is his entire motivation is I was a Holocaust survivor. I can never allow this happen to happen again, or at least that's his motivation now. But like Andrew said, 20 years before that was that was just that was not a thing. Somebody just realized, wouldn't it be neat if and then it became a definitive part of the character? So mm-hmm. So this game should be fun because I think we're gonna probably end up adding a few of those ourselves in order to massage, kind of. <laughs> yes.
0: uh, yeah, because uh, some of the uh, like the complications that Andrew gave us might say it uh, might say like love triangle, and I don't know that I'm going to be bringing in a canonical love triangle. I might just say those three.
3: It, I, it's got to
2: be feasible love triangle. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. But uh, but also, you guys don't know this well enough to say that it isn't canonical for sure. It <laughs> might have been.
0: Well, I guess this is a thing. Maybe Mav and I should each touch on our our like relationship with the X-Men franchise. So, I wrote my doctoral dissertation on race and gender in the X-Men comic books, and mm-hmm. that was about 10 years ago, and I did a really deep and thorough analysis and reading of the series from the first issue up through that point. Since then, I'm a little less familiar, mm-hmm. <laughs> not because I don't love the X-Men comics. Just I've had other things that I've had to focus on for my research and uh, not as much uh, reading time to just keep up on the half dozen X-Men titles that come up, come out every single month. So uh, some of Andrew's <laughs> prompts involved like more recent stuff. I'm like, oh, I got to go double check who was in that run. <laughs> so I can make sure I can choose a character that was there.
1: Yeah, I had a similar problem. Um, so I am currently uh, finishing my doctoral dissertation on superheroes in general not necessarily just the X-Men but on portrayals of gender and sexuality in superhero comic books so i've i'm very re- well read up on the things that like come up in my dissertation but being a lifelong comic book fan i've been reading them for you know for 40 years um and yet when you get to the point where it becomes your job to read all of something, then (laughs) things that you might enjoy reading sort of fall, fall by the wayside. (laughs) So I'm curious. um, So I, when I, when I got the list from Andrew, I set up a spreadsheet for myself to, you know, okay, what characters do I want to consider down the left? And then all of Andrew's um, categories across the top to try and figure it out because I'm an insane fantasy sports person. Mm -hmm. So how many characters did you consider? oh i have a
0: spreadsheet but i've got them in in uh, broken out by different columns like i've got options one two and three next to each of his that he has <laughs> listed but there's some overlap there but i'm sure it's got to be over 60 characters that i have named
1: 250 for me
0: okay yeah but this, this is just me like plugging in like okay that yes. character could work there that character could work there
1: yeah I, I was insane about this This mm-hmm. it's gonna be really crazy so i'm looking forward to this
0: all and, right so uh, as far as who gets the point, Andrew? I'm assuming it is both which team would present the most interesting story, like inner team dynamic as they try and do it, but also complete whatever mission you've given us. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah. So it's it's mission centric, but also like, do I want to read that? Like if I find out there's an X-Men series coming out and this is the team, do I care?
1: <laughs> Ooh, you know, that is a factor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the entertainment value, like you want readers to read it, mm-hmm. but you also want it to be feasible that the team handles the situation Mm. (laughs) they don't just die (laughs) yeah like if it's a bunch of fan favorites but they just can't deal with this (laughs) it's gonna be a problem (laughs) so um i think i've got an object to flip and then mav i think since you're the guest you get to choose whether or not this uh small box thing is going to land open or closed so
1: go with it lands closed Because why not? (laughs) Oh, dear.
2: It rolled under the bed. (laughs) This happens more often than it should. We have to flip (laughs) objects. It landed uh, open. Okay. All right.
0: So the way we're going to do this is I get to pick the first scenario. And then uh, Mav will present his team according to the factors that Andrew's given us. Then I'll read off my team and Andrew will make his choice. And then Mav will pick the next scenario. And I am going to open us up with the revenge on striker storyline okay so andrew you made this uh situation up do you want to fill in
2: listeners real quick on on what that means um yeah so revenge on striker basic principle uh reverend william striker is a militant terrorist who attacks mutants constantly under the guise of religious um i don't know exactly preservation <laughs> like like religious like motivation
0: the, the yeah the, the relationship between, um, hard terrorism and, and like a hardcore religious uh,
2: fanaticism that's yeah, not like, that's
0: something we can all connect with we've yeah, seen it you know
2: christian extremism extremism used to attack a minority group mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so we're assuming that he has committed an act of terrorism and, uh against mutant refugees we're i'm not going to go into all the details on that <laughs> um, <laughs> and so your team is getting revenge shutting down his facility uh with extreme prejudice all right and
0: uh the complications you gave us is that someone on our team cannot be comfortable with killing but one person on the team uh is give it, is going to kill striker is that correct those were the
2: uh yeah is is intending to kill stri- striker at least and um and then you've got a five person team. Do should I list off the the actual like roles that they're supposed to be? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh so so with so many X-Men titles, there's clear character dynamics that you come to expect, uh that you know, that get repeated even as different characters and and certain team dynamics. So Andrew has, has done the like the abstract version of this type of character and we'll put in our specific plug, you know, plug-in character.
2: Right. So there's a a berserker, which would be, you know, aggressive, violent, um, possibly inclined to lose control based on emotions, a teleporter, someone who is invulnerable or nearly invulnerable. um, Someone who just causes massive destruction. Like this is not a precision strike kind of character and someone who can harm people by means of physical touch.
0: I mean, we should say what, like by, by punching, but like their power involves if they
2: touch you, something is going to happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A, a non harm non-violent, <laughs> a, a non-violent contact would produce. Um, physical harm, right? So or this or instance, some sort of it's like harm.
0: colossus, meddled up. He with <laughs> physical contact could cause a, cause a lot of harm, but that's not what you're looking for.
2: Yeah. Um, and I should note, as I was coming up with like all these things, I tried to like think in my head of like, okay, can I think of at least three people that could fulfill this role to make sure that you guys weren't going to be stretching too hard.
1: All right. And were you, okay. So you, and and you were able. Okay. I was un, I was unsure on that because there were a couple that I, of these that I struggled with. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that I for sure okay.
2: <laughs> found three people for every single one of them, but I tried to think like, okay, can't, can I come up with some people? Yeah, I can come up with a couple people.
1: All right. Well, I, I, there, I did. there's
2: none of these that I yeah. didn't have someone that I could put
1: in the slot. Yeah. Well, I did find, I found at least three options for everything on my, on my list, so I should be good, but. It, All right. It, so Mav is, is pitching his team first, right? Yes. Okay. So I need a berserker. And so do I want to just read every role and then say how I expect it to go together. I read the role, say who the person is, a little bit about about who the say, person. I'd say yeah, is.
0: introduce the person and give it just a little bit for any listeners who are not
1: as encyclopedically familiar with the X-Men. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there, there's one that's going to be um extremely vague. So <laughs> um, All right, so and uh, so you, according to your list this is um this is going after Stryker who has specifically um, slaughtered refugees on Genosha, right? That was mm-hmm. that was that was part of your example. So that that played into my my picking. So okay. So Berserker, um, I I was at this point I was like, well, I don't want to burn my heavy hitters in the first round. Um, so I had a couple of options, but I'm going to go with uh, Feral. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I had her marked for another one, and that is off the table now. <laughs> in this
0: round even oh wow uh, no, not for this not for this particular team set but, okay okay but but she's she's
1: got <laughs> like we neither of us can pick feral again in this game right yeah, right, right. yeah. so uh, yeah, so i had feral and feral is my berserker uh feral is exactly what she sounds like she is a you know, she is a rob liefeld and fabian nicieza creation for the comic x-force originally a villain but Hero and villain are kind of nebulous in the X Men universe. Like people just kind of float on to float in and out of the team. So um, feral is um, kind of a werewolfy kind of character or a werecatty kind of character. It's kind of vague as to which, as to which. But she's she's furry. She has claws. She kills stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got you know definitely got berserker rage you know issues. Um, now my teleporter. I had a I had a long list of possible teleportation. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> th- th- that was that was easy and uh, to to come up with, and it was more that I that like I I couldn't decide which one I wanted to go with, and I think. All right, well, I'm going to tell you what my alternate was. My alternate was Lila she, Lila she, Chini, mm-hmm. which um, but but I but I'm going to leave her, and I'm going to go with cloak of cloak and dagger fame, and. Cloak is basically um he's a he's a guy he's got a cloak that he wraps around him and he controls darkness and you can step inside of him and teleport places. Um, now, wait a second. Cloak's not a not
2: an X-Men character, is he?
1: Yes, he is. He Cloak and Dagger were members of the X-Men f- um for oh. quite some time. <laughs> okay. Um Although their powers are not mutant based um, in while they were members of the X-Men, there was some hand wavy stuff of them going, oh, yeah, they were mutants. And then they were always mutants. But then the drugs are what brought their power. <laughs> Look, we want to put cloak and dagger on the team. So we put... <laughs> so just so, so they're mutants now. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So, OK, so valid, to, valid. Uh, storytelling technique yes (laughs) i believe dagger was actually on the team longer than cloak was but um but yes um cloak and dagger but i'm not taking dagger i'm only taking cloak because dagger can't teleport now okay um my invulnerable slash nigh invulnerable character this is lifeguard um lifeguard I, a, I know lifeguard. Oh, <laughs> I had lifeguard on my list. Okay, that was really. I <laughs> that thought, is a very lifeguard is an obscure character. Yes, exactly. lifeguard was lifeguard. I was, like, I actually didn't think this this was going to come up first. I was like, well, by the time we get to the striker one, I'm going to be needing to pull from the pull from the ditches. <laughs> so, so lifeguard was one of those. Lifeguard's power is she is. A literal lifeguard, like as in, you know, saving people on the beach. But her mutant power is she sort of evolves to protect people in the way that she needs to at that moment. So she's often she's often invulnerable. Sometimes she can fly. Sometimes she has laser eyes. Um, It it depends on what she needs for that moment. But whatever she she
2: needs to do to protect lives.
1: Right. And she is very anti-violence and killing. So that's my she would never, ever, ever, ever want to kill, kill striker. Um, so that's who I'm picking for that one. And then my mass destruction with no finesse. Richter. Richter <laughs> yeah, that, that checks that box. Richter's yeah. power is he is a guy who uh, shakes and causes earthquakes. There's yep. no directing this. There's no. There's no shooting lasers at people. There's no punching people. It's just I'm going to make an earthquake happen here, and you know if you're if you're here, you're gonna get hit with the earthquake. Yeah, it's it's a pretty broad <laughs> earthquake power. <laughs> yes, uh, that, uh, he is the definition of no finesse. <laughs> yep. And, and then for my harmful touch, I'm gonna call an audible after off of who I was gonna pick, and I'm going with rogue. This is mostly me taking rogue off the board. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You get the chance to do that because this is the first round. You guys didn't know this was going to be the first round. Right. So that, that was not who I was going to go with, but rogue rogue has the ability to touch people and steal their powers and knock them out. And all it does is skin to skin contact. They get knocked out. And in my world, um, this, this, the complication is, you know, the, you know they're, they're there to avenge Genosha and Farrell is just a berserker. She's all she's always she's absolutely ready to kill Stryker. Yeah. And that's also really Richt, fair. Also, Richter is going to be willing to kill Stryker because Richter has issues with the whole um, one of his classic storylines involved Genosha. And he's very heavily traumatically damaged from that. So I think they're both going to go after him and then it's going to be up to. um it's going to be up to lifeguard who's very anti you know violence but is sent there because she's the most adaptable and they do have to save these genotians. and um and it's going to be up to rogue who in this scenario is being placed in the team leadership um position because she's the most experienced and it's going mm-hmm. to be up to them up to them to sort of stop everybody and then cloak is just kind of there because you know they need transport cloak is not going to get involved in that debate. He's like, should no. we kill him? Should we not kill him? Like, Cloak does care. not
2: care. Well, Cloak <laughs> no. really just is not going to care. Cloak like, would just was, be like, a, do you want I him to
0: dwell I in my a ride. steps yes. for a little while? Because yes. <laughs> that's the thing with Cloak transporting you, is you you like
2: see the horrors of yeah, the He's nightmares. a very
1: he's a very brooding character just in but general. The, the dark force. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: All right, Joseph, what is what is your team? Okay, for my Berserker,
0: I uh, went with the classic Sabertooth. Uh, often villain, sometimes member of the X-Men.
2: I think particularly lately, member of the X-Men?
0: Yeah, and in the 90s for a while, they were reforming him, and then they sent him back to villain, and I think he's back. Um, okay. And I thought for... Particularly for the character dynamic here, I wanted my teleporter to be Blink from Age of Apocalypse, who had kind of a father-daughter mm-hmm. relationship with that version of Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now she's with this world, Sabretooth, who is a, a very different character. Um, so also,
2: you, you are a big fan of Blink.
0: Yes, we talked about Blink in our uh, episode on the Exiles. Uh, maybe, well, I'm not sure when this episode is going to drop, but probably six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about her uh were my invulnerable character, uh, so so saber uh i i just gotta remember to give the quick update saber is is kind of like a wolverine-esque uh figure he was kind of created as a uh foil to to wolverine who uh this this hulking figure who has you know the sharp teeth and claws and is just kind of uh a, a melee fighter uh originally Blink- an iron fist villain yes yeah that's true and, and I then i said over, wow he's just like Wolverine. At yeah time, <laughs> i think so i yeah. really just just said okay now come over here Sabretooth. Yep. uh link is uh a character that like i said we talked about she can generate these uh portals that uh can transport you around um she's notable like for her physical appearance she, she has this bright pink skin uh and uh she was in an alternate universe uh where everything went wrong for mutants uh well for for the world uh not, not for all the mutants. The <laughs> ap- age of apocalypse so he's a, a ruler but like the worst kind of ruler of the entire world that you could imagine and she was part of a team of mutants that was uh the freedom fighters in that world and uh she was so popular even though they're like there was no plans for her she's been brought over several times into <laughs> different <laughs> yeah. different versions of the character have been around Mm -hmm. All right. My invulnerable character is a little similar to lifeguard in that his power is to evolve to
2: whatever is needed. I took Darwin here. Yeah. (laughs) You guys got the exact same character with
1: either preserving his own life or preserving other lives. (laughs) I, I just want to point out my choice number two, if for somehow lifeguard had been pulled was Darwin because they are effectively the same character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Darwin with the better code name. <laughs> Lifeguard looks cooler. Darwin has the better code name.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh so Darwin again is his character is his his mutant power is like whatever he needs to do to survive, he his body adapts to that right then.
2: Yeah. So he can grow gills, he can turn to stone, he can do
0: all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and I'm having him in the uh not a killer role. It's been a long time since I read his his appearances, but I'm pretty sure he was more of a Quieter in the background than a Berserker kind of character. (laughs) Yes. And uh, for massive destruction with no finesse, he's not a mutant character, but I think you're going to allow this. I'm taking Juggernaut
3: uh,
2: Mm. right here. Uh, Juggernaut is definitively an X-Men character. So
3: Mm -hmm. totally Uh,
2: valid. So Professor Xavier's uh, stepbrother, powered
0: by the Crystal of Sidorak, he is basically... Uh, he can destroy anything in his path. That's his power. Nothing will stop him. He, he just keeps moving. Yep. He walks. Yeah. Yep. No, <laughs> no, nothing will ever stop him. And mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, and so I think massive destruction with no finesse. I think that, you know, that would that work. Fits. There.
1: Who was your berserker?
0: Uh, my berserker was saber on that. Oh, one. oh yeah. yeah.
1: OK, that makes sense, obviously. Yeah. And, and then the
0: and then physical can, touch can harm people with physical touch. This one is maybe a, a little bit bending the uh spirit of your role but i think you're gonna allow it i'm gonna take psylocke here who Ooh. is a psychic but she has a psychic dagger that she generates from her fist and anytime she uses it to scramble someone else's mental acuity her fist is touching their head and <laughs> <Yes. laughs> there's a glowing pink dagger going uh you know from the edge of her fist and appearing on the other side of their head and it just scrambles their
2: brains for a while
1: Betsy Braddock. Okay. So, that's okay.
2: A, and then, um, that was another round for me. So I, <laughs> <laughs> and then Joseph, you so, um, who is supposed to kill Stryker in this scenario? Uh, that would be Sabretooth. I'm definitely sending Sabretooth <laughs> on that mission. <laughs> Although I also, I do think Psylocke would be happy. She'd be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and, uh, not a killer would be Darwin in this case. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, Mav, run me through your five people just by name.
1: Uh by name they were tch, Feral, cloak, lifeguard, Richter, and rogue okay
2: um I'm going with Mav on this one. Oh, how dare you <laughs> <laughs> um it it just has the right balance for me where it's like okay that's the that's the comic team for this mission that I wanna pick up like this is a random team. This kind of mission would be an X-Force type mission. That's that's like the X-Men's Black Ops stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this seems like a weird X-Force team. I would like to read that. <laughs> I, I can understand that. I think mm-hmm. Mav did assemble a fine team there. I dare say the
0: second best team we've
2: heard, but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mav, you get to choose the, uh, the scenario next and Joe will... Uh, pitch his team first maybe pitching the team first makes a difference
1: yeah, yeah I, I i just kind of i kind of love that he just picked darwin when, when i was like okay which it's going to be one of these two <laughs> and then... honestly not the kind
2: of characters i was expecting for your invulnerable i assume you guys are trying to save colossus for something else um, um uh, no comment maybe. no yeah <laughs> and i i colossus personally <laughs> i personally put nearly invulnerable on that i was kind of i was kind of hoping for cannonball Who's Ooh. nigh invulnerable while blasting. While blasting. Famously, Bla- nigh invulnerable. Bla-
1: while blasting. <laughs> well, I think that's where I learned blasting. the phrase, nigh-, yes. the, what nigh, <laughs> nigh meant. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so... uh Just for for our
3: listeners,
0: you're reading X-Men comics in the 90s, which I very much was. Anytime a character appeared, there'd be like a one sentence description of the powers that was reported, repeated in almost every issue that they appeared in. And so the
1: the Jim Shooter rule, Jim Shooter, who was who was editor in chief of Marvel throughout the 80s and the early 90s, believed that he had a very specific rule. Every comic book that we sell is someone's first comic book ever. So you've got to introduce every character, every comic book. (laughs) How else will they know? So. All right. So, all
2: right. um let's let's get that next scenario going.
1: Yeah, okay. So, my next one is or is I'm going with the a new team scenario.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So, the new team scenario is uh under the concept that the school has been destroyed um and so all of your basic X-Men characters are gone. You've got to put together uh, a new team of X-Men to be like the leadership role for good mutants in the world so to speak um and so uh, i mean well. it's oversimplification <laughs> but um but you know representing the the dream of the x men in in the world that hates and fears them so you get one survivor so someone who you know kind of would have been at the school mm-hmm. um so they're going to be you know filling the role as as leadership and then you've got to pick someone from the grant morrison run of x men you've got to pick someone from generation x uh someone who's from the movies or tv shows but not really from the comics uh, someone from the run that was Wolverine and the X-Men in the two thousands. Uh, someone to, I had mistakenly written young X-Men for this, but it was a, a series of new X-Men not to be confused with the new X-Men, which is the Morrison run. Uh, and then, um, sorry, my, my notes are getting all wonky. Uh, someone, someone from X factor. And then the mm-hmm. complications is one of these people recently lost their powers and someone is being blackmailed by a villain. Right. Okay, so my survivor from whatever catastrophe
0: has befallen the main X-Men team, just because he can get a really good brood on is Colossus. This is where I'm taking Colossus. Also, I can imagine many scenarios where the man who can turn into metal and be fine with many, many other attacks uh, would
2: survive and other characters would not. I... I don't know if Colossus has ever
1: done a leadership thing before. Uh, well, Only briefly, not never, never a main. There's been missions, but and never, he's been
0: yeah. like uh, in the Age of Apocalypse. He was the leader of the Generation Next, you know, subgroup. Mm. So yeah. and, and he was a very brooding leader <laughs> in that mm-hmm. one. Uh, and so maybe that's what that that was probably what triggered uh, the idea mm-hmm. of that for me. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, then someone for the Grant Morrison run. Uh, this is going to surprise uh, any readers who have read the Grant Morrison run, which was. Uh, in the early two thousands, uh, Grant Morrison, who do- likes to do strange off the wall ideas, may be influenced by chemical enhancement. Um, <laughs> when he's so- about sometimes that. definitely <laughs> yes,
1: uh, I'm going to take Kid Omega. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, was that yours, Mav? <laughs> Uh No, it wasn't. But okay. um, I just got to make some adjustments later on. That's off. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Qu- Kid Omega is uh, Quentin
2: Quire uh, and. How would you describe him, Andrew? What's the quick? I mean, so he is. Oh, man. Is there a quick version, especially after the Morrison chunk? Um, He
1: he's a genius level telepath and a jerk. Just the worst person ever. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Like he he was big on mutant superiority while Mm -hmm. being part of the X-Men, which is not always an easy move. Yeah, he's he's the he's the one
0: member of the team that everyone is always giving the side eye to. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like this guy is
2: practically a villain yeah how are you not a villain is it comes up a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but okay and but very powerful yes Mm -hmm. and i think
0: uh in this scenario where like they're having to form a new team of whoever's around that's how kid omega gets on
2: (laughs) you know like it was was no one's first choice (laughs) and he does have like a a like representation vibe on the team where he's like i represent a certain set of mutant concept right Mm -hmm. like a certain set of ideals And I'm on the team. So that means that those people will be inspired by the team. Yes. All right. Someone from
0: Generation X. Uh, I loved the Generation X series when it was first coming out. Uh, And so I kind of considered everyone. I'm going to keep a few options for other teams, but I'm taking Jubilee in this spot. Okay uh jubilee has the powers to basically make fireworks uh that yep. is <laughs> fireworks sparks from her hands yep. uh and just think like 90s adults idea of a teenage mall rat
2: <laughs> yeah like like <laughs> yes. bubble gum and video games and sunglasses and roller skates and uh yeah.
0: yeah uh and somehow that's still kind of her like she's never shaken off that 90s creation <laughs> <laughs> who she wants. All right. And you put someone from movies and TV, but not comics. And I wasn't sure if you were saying we needed to take a version of the character that had appeared there or someone who originated from there, but I am taking
1: Firestar from Spider-Man and his amazing friends okay I, I read that there I thought it had to be somebody who had never been in the comics which that was this was the hardest thing that, the that might have been to too me. hard so yeah. I well, think it's that okay one, if I, yeah. I mean, it's, Firestar originated in the cartoon she was not a yes, comic character absolutely she came into comics much later but this that was the this was the absolute hardest pick for me and I will absolutely allow it but, yeah, yeah, uh, but I think that's totally it was fair. the hardest thing on the list but okay <laughs> and,
2: and she has never been as important to the comic books as she was to that TV series yeah they keep trying she was an <sighs> Avenger for a while even she's yeah. a bit, she's been an X-Man <laughs> but, that's, yeah. a, that's a good way to put it like they keep
0: trying but it's like she's no. really she's she's from that show wasn't the yes. B- busek run that she was like the a core
3: avenger I'm
1: trying yeah to she was she was a new warrior yeah there's been there's been a lot of marvel has very much wanted to make firestar happen and firestar <laughs> has not happened it's a good, good character name
0: <laughs> yes. recognizable for generation of fans from that cartoon series which by the way is still holds up really well
2: <laughs> yeah like like i'm remembering her stuff from the from the cartoon was like She's pretty great in the cartoon. Yeah. Why
1: doesn't she work in the comics ever? Because because all they did with the cartoon was they were, was they were like, well, we want to. What if we just gave Mary Jane Watson powers? <laughs> 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 that was that was her entire character in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I I enjoyed the cartoon. It was One yeah. of the things my early. It, it's, it's a good cartoon. Disney Plus. I've shown it to my kids. Uh, OK,
0: uh, someone from Wolverine and the X-Men. This is one of my favorite picks. I'm taking dupe
1: oh okay Okay. that almost (laughs) happened i I did not take dupe i almost considered that dupe good choice so
0: so... (laughs) think uh the look of slimer from ghostbusters yes (laughs) yeah and just floats there
2: (laughs) maybe maybe a little bit more palatable than slimer
0: (laughs) yes he's not an annoyance just there
2: (laughs) (laughs) and he does like he speaks a weird language Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and... actually relatively reserved he doesn't really cause trouble or anything. yeah no no yeah, not at all
3: not but, he, he,
0: yeah. but he's there he's around <laughs> and, and there's something that really seemed to have endeared writers with dupe the idea of having this character that's just always floating around
1: he's uh, really easy to draw yes uh, like uh,
2: now, now Joseph you say really endeared writers is like I mean I don't know that the writer really has a lot to a lot of say I know in right, what but it's like he's floating around a lot the for artists, that kind of character. the <laughs> yeah. artists are putting him in yes. yeah it's
1: like you don't actually have to put him in the plot it's just like also dupe is around so mm-hmm. you know every once in a while they're just gonna he's just floating over there and, and, and okay. I
0: so like x-men amongst comic book series like there's a real angsty element like a tone of angst that permeates a lot of x-men but i also really love when they just do we're going weird and off the wall and dupe <laughs> really embodies the we're just doing something weird because we can
2: <laughs> yeah i think he's interdimensional Mm-hmm. maybe uh, and just really hangs vague. out with the X-Men <laughs> it's
0: never really been nailed down as far as I know if it has been it's since I was more familiar with what's going on <laughs> yeah. you know alright someone from Young X-Men I'm taking or, the... or New X-Men or New X-Men or New X-Men
1: Academy X we also found out yeah. yes yeah. I'm or, the take... new... or the something New something Minutes briefly it was it was briefly also called the New Minutes but not the original New, new Minutes yeah. so. I had a team in mind I just okay.
2: mislabeled them which <laughs> okay. is totally reasonable in X-Men <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I'm taking a character uh named dust okay was that right
1: on not, your not list there yes this, uh, other other different round <laughs> <laughs> Just, and and was an option anyway so it was a she was a backup uh yes this
0: is a character that as the name implies she can turn into basically a dust storm uh her real name is soraya uh what was her last name oh man Something. i was reading i was still reading these when she was a main character
2: i i don't know that i have ever read her last name okay uh hold on
1: but she, she is very, she Khadir, is very clearly, yeah, she is a, she is a almost stereotypical, or actually not almost, she is very much a stereotypically Muslim female character um in full head to toe uh, burqa who also has become a mutant and now has to be on these, on this team. So mm-hmm. 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 very interesting character.
0: Yeah. And then this is going to be my character being someone who uh you said someone who's recently lost their powers was one of our complications oh. and i remember a character who due to battle damage had lost her powers for a very long run of x-force but then she was also an x-factor uh and this has to be a character from x-factor so i'm taking siren specifically after her throat was damaged in- mm. and <laughs> I believe was uh was it feral who did it oh I can't even remember yeah I I think feral actually scratched out her throat and yeah yeah so uh siren uh so depowered siren voice based powers where she can scream and fly on her sound waves and and, uh, various other like alternate I think at some point she could uh, hypnotize people with her voice was added in as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but this is when she is powerless because you uh included that we had someone who has lost their powers so my full team is uh colossus kid omega jubilee Firestar dupe dust and siren and the other complication was someone is being blackmailed by the villain and that is kid omega who is all about it he loves the fact that the villain has come to him and is trying to it's, it's barely blackmail yes yes exactly <laughs> and he he is doing can like can i pay you he's almost tempted <laughs> to tell the team like every at every turn he loves it
1: hey guys guess what <laughs> mm-hmm. all right all right so i'm gonna say straight up this this was my favorite scenario because um, uh, it, it's going to become evident quite quickly, you know why I'm going to do the I'm going I'm going to do them in a slightly different order than um, than Andrew has them written down. That's fine, um, but um, it's going to become quite evident why I wanted to do this round and why I picked it in the first one because I this was the one where I had the greatest like when I read it I had the immediate concept down. Okay, so um, my first character I'm going it, who's not in the leadership role because you specifically said it was ha- it had to be a leader who's not used to be a su- survivor of the calamity who must step into the leadership role for the first time, not typically a leader. So I'm leaving <laughs> that for a moment. OK, so um, I'm going to go with my my from Generation X person first. OK. OK. And this is also my depowered person because in my vision of this scenario, massive, massive attack wipes out the school, um, kills everyone uh, or kills almost everyone who is there um she was able to save herself using her powers but that burned it out and now she's effectively human which makes her vulnerable for the very first time in her life somebody who's not used to being vulnerable at all so from generation x i'm taking emma frost who was the mentor character in generation X, also known as Mm -hmm. the white queen. And she's going to be powerless throughout this, um, but still part of the team because she's certainly not going to say no. So she's very devoted to, to bringing on Xavier's dream uh, to, to continuing Xavier's dream, but, but cannot, but cannot effectively lead the team. um, Not by herself, certainly not in battle. She can't, she has no power. So, so no psychic powers, no turning to no turning to diamond. Right. So, um, the other survivor of the school um who was actually present on the grounds of the school at the time um is somebody who Emma Frost has history with and he's the new leader this is iceman iceman and emma have a very <laughs> cold relationship <laughs> <laughs> due to one point in the comics where where emma possessed bobby's body, body and just kind of took over took him over and discovered that he had a whole bunch of powers that he didn't that um he didn't know he had. Right. (laughs) And she she really like showed him up. Yeah, and and they've never quite dealt with this animosity central to my storyline here. Okay. Okay. So I had um, Iceman for a leader round. (laughs) So Iceman Iceman is my leader. Emma is my generation X character. Now And here's where it gets really high concept, but I think Andrew's going to allow it because it's gonna because, because this is an awesome idea that, and this is why I was so looking forward to, uh, to this and it's why I picked it for my first pick, um, you know, second round. So um, my character from the Morrison run is Celeste Cuckoo, who was not at the school at the time. Mm -hmm. Celeste Cuckoo is one of the Stepford Cuckoos. She is, um, she is a genetically engineered, not exactly clone, technically daughter of Emma Frost. Has all of Emma's powers to a lesser extent, potentially could have them at a greater, ex- a greater extent, her and her her and her twin sister or quintuplet sisters. Um, I mean, have, last I knew they were down to three. They're back up to five because people can. Oh, OK, because be, um, X-Men, because X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> especially right now. Yes, right, right. Um, which is very good. Run right now. We don't need to go into it, but uh, but yeah, there are five quintuplets that are part of um, that are that were part of the um, the five in one. So uh, my my character from the Morrison run is Celeste Cuckoo. My character from the from Wolverine and the X Men is Esme Cuckoo, <laughs> who is <laughs> who is her who is one of the twin sisters, but um but not um, but she is the one. Go, that goes bad a lot. She's the dangerous mm-hmm. um, of the quintuplets. Um, my character from New X Men Academy X is Phoebe Cuckoo. And, <laughs> <laughs> now I think I see where this is going. <laughs> well, 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 see, there's still two slots will, to fill here. <laughs> there's, still, there's still there's still two slots to fill, but I can't from there. So because they didn't the, appear in those series, right? And two of those sisters were, and two of the sisters were at the school when it blew up. So okay. So they've been they've been killed. And this is where it gets where 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 it gets weird. So, my character from the movies or TV but not in the comic is Emma Silverfox. <laughs> Aha, no one knows who that is. <laughs> Emma, no, Silver, uh, nope. Emma Silver Emma Silver Silverfox was a character in the movie um in the first Wolverine movie. Uh Wolverine um it it was Wolverine Origins, X Men Origins. Origins, Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine. Kind of like yeah, Star, okay. Wars,
0: Star Wars stories it's, for
2: a while. They they were trying to make yeah. X Men Origins a thing. Okay, yeah, that 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 Silver Fox. Right. Yes. It, well, 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 well there a comic
1: book characters. There were Silver Fox? Right. Well, that's so in the in the movie. It was, by the way, the movie's really bad. None of your listeners should go out and watch mm-hmm. this film, but I've seen it, so you don't have to. There's some really bad um, CGI claws in it. I still remember. It's, it's, that. Some, it's really bad CGI, it's horrible. CGI claws. It's horrible. Well, Silver Fox is a longstanding Wolverine girlfriend character, and mm-hmm. there's a character who, in all the promotional material, looks like it's going to be Emma Frost, and then you watch the movie, and one of the and one of the twists is it's not Emma Frost; it's Silver Fox's little sister, <laughs> also named Emma with um no telepathic powers Uh-ha. but diamond skin powers so she's very so she's very much an Emma Frost like character she's got the diamond powers but no telepathic powers mm-hmm. and and very much kind of an alternate universe Emma but not okay. right so she's my she's my character and then um again two of the two of the uh, of the cuckoos were dead so then my from x factor is from the current run of x factor i'm taking Rachel Grey The displaced from the future um, daughter of Mm -hmm. Jean of Jean and Scott Summers, sometimes Phoenix, um, who does not get along with Emma at all. (laughs) Yeah, she kind of hates Emma. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why this is gonna be. But but like these are these are the remaining people who have to put back together Xavier's dream because there's nobody left and so there's going to be animosity between Rachel and um and Emma and Iceman and Emma the Stepford Cuckoos who are basically the um are, who are basically the remaining power, f- powerhouses of the team. They're going to side with Emma over Iceman, even though he's in charge all the time, but Rachel will side with Iceman. And then you've got, um you've got Emma Silverfox, who's just there and doesn't know anybody. <laughs> and she doesn't no know character anybody because it was from that particular movie, which right. well, no, <laughs> she didn't well, really in try my, <laughs> in my mind. In my mind, her character is she's trying to fit in, but all anybody sees is, is a step for cuckoo who's not real. So everybody <laughs> resents her. <laughs> and she's like from an alternate reunion, universe and they're like you're not our sister we hate you (laughs) because this is all this is all like total x-men drama and angst and then um and so Emma is the one uh, Emma Frost is the one without powers because she's been depowered, which just makes her better. And then you're going to spend the entire series thinking that Esme Cuckoo, who's the one who always breaks bad in the comics. She's obviously the one who's susceptible to blackmail, but it's not. It's Rachel Gray. Rachel Gray is the one who's like working against the team with the bad guy, whoever it is, Mr. Center, it doesn't matter, but with the bad guy <laughs> and and because she's been promised that. If she works with the bad guy, he will somehow bring the X-Men back because Rachel's lost her entire family and her entire reality before. So in this story, she's willing to do anything it takes to bring back her second family. That's my story.
2: Gotcha. Um, So this one is going to go to Joe. (laughs) I I trust your judgment. I just wanted to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my premise. The, the game is still fun. Uh, honestly, like the points are not the part of this game. That's fun. <laughs> no. Oh, right. Points. I got to put down one, one to one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Joe, you get to choose the next scenario and you'll go second.
0: All right. Uh, let's just go do uh mutant massacre. So, uh, okay. Andrew,
2: can you explain the mutant massacre scenario? Yeah. So in this one, um, A group of mutants called the Marauders has been hired to wipe out the Morlocks, who are mutants who hang out in New York City's sewers, and your team is supposed to protect them. Fairly straightforward. Um, The roles that you have is you should have someone who is a tortured soul but hiding inside a a, a big goofball, so they're always acting like things are fun, but they're not fun. Um, Someone with a thick, textually written-out accent... Which, um,
0: there are too many options for this. When I saw that
2: are, on your were. list, I laughed <laughs> like out loud. You immediately think of it. And I had too many, too many coming to mind. Well, mm-hmm. Rogue is already off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at, at least that's one less that you have to worry about. <laughs> um, one of Wolverine's younger female protégés, which again, there's a handful to choose from. Not a huge sh- shortage there. Mm-hmm. Um, someone with energy blasts. Someone whose powers essentially make them part animal. And someone with flight powers, which I don't know why they got sent on this mission, because they're <laughs> in the sewers, but they can fly. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't have to be their only power, but they have to have flight. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, now, One thing I just want to say real quick, because strange relationships are part and parcel of the soap opera dynamics <laughs> of mm-hmm. Super sewers. Wolverine often has these young female protéges, but it's always father-daughter. For some reason, yeah. that's, they, they will never cross that line with, with yeah. the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I I, he, I read this yeah. to not be one of his girlfriends. This is one yeah. of his one yeah. of his his surrogate daughters. Like if you see brother. the movie Logan,
0: that's the relationship that they're playing on, and that is borrowing from many versions of this. Yeah, there's like there's
2: like six of them at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he, you know, he toughens up someone who would otherwise be too bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of soften him a little yeah, bit. She humanizes him. Yep. yep. That's, <laughs> um, <laughs> as for complications, someone is going to choose to stay with the Morlocks and one team member will functionally adopt a young Morlock who lost their parent figure.
3: Okay. So,
1: uh, Mav, you get to go first. Okay. My tortured goofball. I'm going with strong guy. Cause I like obscure.
3: <laughs> no, that
0: was my pick for this one. Like that was my your, only. Your pick.
1: Literal tortured goofball was, was
2: was strong guy Guido. Oh Guido, what?
1: I don't remember his real last yeah, name, yeah, but is Guido was he's yeah he yeah Guido he's he's a he's oh, a big huge strong guy who can absorb kinetic energy, but he's and he's goofy. And what you don't know for for years is that every time he gets hit. He gets a little bigger and a little stronger, but more distorted and in constant pain. And he just hides it behind this facade of goofball. Oh. Strong guy. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, he's like eight
0: feet tall at this point. He was the yeah. anchor of my team in my story that I had in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the okay. first like, like true, uh, true steel. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was, that was in this round. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my thick accent, um, and I hope this is allowed because otherwise I'll have to i have to option out. But um so I'm gonna go with M. Um M is uh, yeah M- M- Monet. Monet Synchro Syncroy. Yeah C R O I X. I'm not sure yeah. of the pronunciation it's, there. It's it's a vague French accent. Yeah, she's right? vaguely she's yeah. vaguely French and aristocratic. <laughs> okay. Well, she
0: was a first choice for me in the, in
2: another round, but she's okay. gone now. Okay. All right. Um not, and, and she's she Flies in is super strong. That's about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and invulnerable is super s- arrogant. Super arrogant. Sometimes might maybe be telepathic, but also maybe that's her little sisters who also might maybe be her. There's a lot of vagueness that goes with the M character and who might but
2: also it, maybe have been a different character in yes. Generation X. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Penance. Yeah. Man,
2: so that was yeah, a it, weird she's okay.
1: got a complicated history but she talks funny and like and I like the arrogance for which will come uh, which will come up in a few minutes um, okay. now um, now I lost Jubilee was going to be my, my female protege <laughs> so so, so Jubilee is mm-hmm. already off the board so I had to go with my second Wolverine female protege choice and I'm going to go with X-23 speaking of Logan <laughs> okay. X-23 is um, X-23 is Logan's spiritual daughter she was actually cloned for From him but as a young female character and he thinks of her as his daughter she is very much a mentor character with him unlike um most of wolverine's other proteges she's less bubbly and happy um she's got like he, he actually had to pep her up a little bit yeah yeah she's a she's very much a tragic character energy blast character this is just for um this is just to sort of rep deep love of mine i'm going with pete wisdom Oh, Oh. that that is a good pull. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. Pete Wisdom is a British guy who... Essentially, he shoots energy beams, but uh, but yeah. he but but they but they always um, explain it as he has the power to throw energy knives from his fingertips. How yeah. this is different than any other energy blast is never quite clear. But um, but but he throws plasma knives and they shoot out of his fingertips. They don't look like knives at all. It, he, he shoots lasers.
3: <laughs> yeah, from, from his yeah, fingertips. I, I, yeah, they mm-hmm. definitely
1: count as energy blasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so he's my energy blast character. Um, my part animal character now. now I, I've got a backup, because so, um, so, I wasn't sure what was going to happen here. But I'm, my, my first choice, because it's hilarious, is I want Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> Devil Dinosaur. Right. Is the was, a mutant? <laughs> uh, Devil Dinosaur is a mutant, oddly enough, but he's, he's never been an X-Man. He was a fallen angel. <laughs> um, which was an X Men sp- an X Men spinoff team. It was mostly a spinoff team of former new mutants, and then it also had Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. Where they found out that, that Devil Dinosaur is a mutant that he was a mutant dinosaur that made him bright red and actually super. I was going to say superhumanly, but super dinosaurly intelligent. Well, this is in. <laughs> you are in. Do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So
0: so yeah. So was well, so that Devil Dino- th- that miniseries? Does it involve? vanisher selling drugs oh
1: man yes that, yeah yeah oh, okay. <laughs> you, you remember fallen angels that's right <laughs> yes devil dinosaur and my backup here because i know and I, I don't mind saying it because I, it, you know if joe is going to pick this in a different round then you just deserve to win my backup was going to be bird brain which is a character nobody remembers bird uh, brain wasn't was a new unit for a while Oh, I got, <laughs> it I got sounds it. vaguely familiar <laughs> yeah. but i can't i can't yeah, place like no. any imagery for it there's nothing it, he does not matter so i'm going to go with devil dinosaur Be mostly because i thought it would be cool to see devil devil dinosaur trying to i mean by the way N- for the, rest of, the Devil sewers. dinosaur is just a tyrannosaurus rex That's and just watching he's like him 20 tr- he's like 20 feet tall yeah, and just watching him try to go through the sewers just seems great to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care about the point. I just want this image. I want an artist to draw this for me. Uh, okay. And then, now remember, I had, a, I had my arrogant character with the thick accent of M. So mm-hmm. my flight character, just to play off the arrogance of M, is Namor. Namor, the Submariner, sometimes X-Man. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. And also extremely arrogant so they've got to go rescue people while um while continuously fighting over who the actual leader of the team is and and, m- and, and meanwhile- Namor canonically a mutant yes and canonically yeah. has been part of x-men teams yes yes so uh, so namor and then um the one who's um the one who i who i think is going to stay behind ultimately and i've gone back and forth i think ultimately i'm going to have pete wisdom stay behind just because it's unexpected but Mm -hmm. he's just going to feel like he needs pete wisdom um every everything else about him he's he's basically a british secret agent y character um he's a super spy but he also just really wants to help and he's going to see people need to be who need his help and he's not going to go back with them that's my that's um that's my um that's my my in my head that's what happens and then um the character who becomes the adoptive parent and takes somebody back to the school with him that's Namor because it's uh, because Namor is going to Namor as arrogant as he is always you just always find out he has this little soft spot to him. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be like just a little kid, maybe they have fish powers and they just need his help. <laughs> and and that's okay. and so so that's that's Namor. All, All right. right.
0: I was so confident in Strong Guy being my <laughs> You didn't have one ready? Really? I had just kind of thrown in a second one. It depends on who's writing him if this is really a key dynamic. But I think you're going to allow it. I'm going to take Beast in this spot. Mm. Uh, not in every writer's version of Beast. is, mm-hmm. famous, But for many, he is mm-hmm. the affable, goofy, always making quips and jokes. And then when he's alone in the room, he's gazing at the mirror. <laughs> wondering <laughs> what happened to his life. Uh, okay. so I'm taking Beast as the tortured soul who pretends to be a goofball. But again, if you, if you have a different writer, he might just be straight-up scientist, absent-minded
2: professor type. He, he's been fairly malleable through the years. Right. Uh, and so Beast, just for explanation, super smart, just naturally so. That's not his mutant power. His mutant power is um, super agility and acrobatics.
0: increased strength, but he also – well, okay, canonically because he drank a serum he invented. So maybe question the super smart thing. He has blue fur all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, um thick accent? Uh okay. There are
2: so many options here oh, for God, yes. the thick accent <laughs> I think that more so than any, any other comic books. This is a this is an X-Men thing. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh particularly like in the in the Claremont run, he was very big into having an international team and you
2: knew the that Colossus was Russian because of how the dialogue was written for Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> has steadily, more. <laughs> he has He de- has steadily become like Colossus's accent is gone. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But I th- I'd i say most of the other accented characters have yeah. kept them. Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm actually going to go with uh, the American Deep South accent of Husk. Well, any of the Guthries would have worked here, but yeah, uh, but you've got options.
2: Okay. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. But also, you wanted Husk on your team.
0: I did, yes. Yeah. So she's a character from Generation X who has the power to rip off the outer layer of her skin and a different material that is still like flexible and functioning as a human body for her uh, exists underneath. Um, so like maybe she is uh she rips off her uh, her skin and diamonds you know d- diamond body is underneath and now she's invulnerable so, you know mm-hmm. things like or that. metal or stone or wood i think at certain points they even start to say she can make gas which was a little <laughs> hand wavy of, of it but uh, yeah yeah so husk is going to be my uh accented character uh wolverine's young protege i'm gonna go with armor Mm-hmm. who is uh, Hisako Ichiki. I went and double-checked her name. Uh, mm-hmm. And she basically makes uh, like a robot armor pr- energy protection around her body. Uh, but it, it always looks vaguely like, uh, like uh, what are they called? Like, the power like a mech.
1: Yeah, a mech. It's like a yes. mecha, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's always so- just energy
0: protection around her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, for energy blast, I... Okay, I've got two. One is just one of my very favorite characters, uh, also from Generation X. I'm going to take him, I'm taking uh, Chamber.
2: Yes. Mm. Sorry, that may have shown a bias for me, but
0: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) one of my favorite characters in in all of X-Men. He is, when his mutant powers manifested, it was going to be basic energy explosion projection, but uh, when his manifested it blew out his chest cavity and lower half of his face. Uh, And so he just has this roiling energy (laughs) coming out there that he can direct and, you know, send
2: as energy blasts. But but he doesn't have, like, a heart or lungs or
1: or jaw or <laughs> torso yes. yeah he, he's conveniently psychic but but send only so he talks through He's he's telepathically can speak to you but he can't read your thoughts yeah so mm-hmm. so which is just a convenient mutation that he happened to have yeah so they that go along with talk. the energy blast yeah. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just destroying somehow still accented
2: yes <laughs> yes oddly <laughs> and i will say i remember
0: reading a novel of generation x in which they had Chamber answer a phone. (laughs) And I remember thinking, wait a second. And then they took the time to explain. This is the only thing I remember from this novel. I could not tell you the plot of the novel at all, who they were fighting, anything. But they explained that they had created a device where he could use his energy projections to make sound waves, like shake the air in sound waves so he could speak into this device that was like a a funnel around the phone so that he could take phone calls in the... uh,
1: (laughs) where they could have just had Husk answer the phone. Yes, exactly, like, they could have had anyone else answer the phone. There's like eight people on that team.
0: It's like occasionally in uh, comic books, Daredevil, who is a blind superhero, will like look at a TV to gather information, and fans are always like, "Wait, wait, wait!" <laughs>
3: like he mm-hmm. can do a lot.
0: He has super senses, but he cannot look at a TV. He can't yeah, look at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, Chamber, such a great character. That one moment from that novel still still sticks <laughs> with me. Probably 20 25 years later. I don't know. Um, powers that are part animal. I am gonna go with Wolfsbane. Um, mm-hmm. another thick accent option. Another thick accent. Also another broody character. <laughs> I mean not not <laughs> Goofball, but there's a lot of broodiness happening between Chamber and Beast and Wolfsbane uh so far on this team. And then for uh so oh, Wolfsbane basically think uh werewolf by choice. Uh when, yeah. you know powers just turn She her gets to away.
2: be werewolfy when she wants.
0: But mm-hmm. uh also she is um very religious and not okay with violence, but in her werewolf form, she's always committing violence and it leads to all sorts of issues Uh with, with her. She's, she's a very guilty werewolf. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for flight, I am taking the character Pixie, um, who, uh, is, uh, what is another,
2: another Wolverine protege. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. She was, <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, um, Megan Gwynn, uh, she has kind of like butterfly wings
1: kind of thing um, or um, like dragonfly wings or, or depends on who's drawing it. Sometimes butterfly, sometimes dragonfly, And, and also sometimes oh, like Tinkerbell, you know, fairy mm-hmm. glowy wings. Mm-hmm. Just. She has pink hair that's good. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe it was going to be on my list. But, you know, apparently it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say like I had her
2: in mind as a candidate for another category. So, yeah, yeah some of my choices at this point are like, I've got to get this character before Mav gets this character. (laughs) You got to ruin Mav's team. He's got too many options to back him up. I don't have enough. Um okay, and who's staying with the Morlocks and who's adopting
0: okay uh chambers gonna stay with the Morlocks he definitely uh mm-hmm. so the Morlocks are are mutants who um often because of their physical features just feel like they can't even try and belong and chamber is so yeah they feel they feel everything. rejected uh mm-hmm. so broody about everything he's practically uh in that position as he's part of a team uh and mm-hmm. so okay. I think you feel more at home with Morlocks, and the one who is going to adopt a Morlock is going to be husk
1: hmm, okay. So you're breaking up Jono and Paige. Uh yes. Oh, th- that's a moment of drama for sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the, they, they walk they were away. The choice,
0: uh, like like Husk will have said, I'm taking this child, and Chamber's like I'm staying, and she's like, Well, what?
1: Okay, <laughs> like this I is the so, start of our little for, family unit right here, Chamber. For, for, <laughs> for the listeners, they were a couple in the Generation X days. They have not been in a couple in comics. Probably for 20 years, but they belong oh, maybe 30 mind. years. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like know. When was Generation I, X really coming out? Yeah, I don't know. Quite some time ago. But like they they were a couple and have since both dated other people in the comics. I, but, but in me, some instances, very problematically. I'm mm-hmm. looking at you, Husk and Angel. <laughs> it's a Chuck weird one. Austin's
2: run. <laughs> There's so much wrong with Chuck Austin's run. And that's one of those. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, since uh, since Joe went second, Mav, I need you to just run down your your character list one more time for me.
1: Sure. Uh, Strong Guy, M, X-23, Pete Wisdom, Devil Dinosaur, and Namor.
2: This was really tough, guys. I'm fighting between my love of Generation X characters (laughs) and, like, Pete Wisdom and Devil Dinosaur. I don't want
0: to sway you, but I kind of pushed a lot of chips in on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing your particular taste.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like, if they tell me that Chamber and Page are both in that book, I'm like, <laughs> I am buying that book. Now, Mavs so, Devil dinosaur like, is a really strong pick too. <laughs> yes, like I think I think Mavs is going to be more popular overall. But it's like, but I am definitely buying Joe's. So this one's going Joe
1: for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting to. Again, I wasn't expecting to win that round. I just wanted to. I wanted the visual of Devil dinosaur trying to fit through the store. That, that was, I, I picture that on the cover of one of the issues and like that's pretty good I, I mean that was, the rest of the team was built around that concept right.
0: well, <laughs> so, in, in my mental image like devil dinosaurs at the front and at the, the side of the you see like squished faces of the other people team like, just trying to as trying thin to, as possible to, yeah. yes. and,
1: <laughs> and Namor is just irritated right
2: <laughs> that was uh, yeah. alright uh, Joe you get to check, choose the next scenario Okay, uh, I'm going to go with one of the most no, wait
1: wait wait, wait. Do, um, Joe chose that one didn't he Oh no, I did. Yeah. yeah. yeah, so it, Mavs, yeah. Mavs oh, choosing. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Maps choosing. Yeah, because I because I I had um gotten ready when when he was talking. okay. You're 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 all set for it. <laughs> yeah. And I've lost my spot. Um, it is the um, it's I don't remember what you called it. It's the it's the last one. It's the school one. Um, so I think I called it freshman year. Okay. Yes, freshman year. There. Yeah.
2: So so I mean, this is a classic X Men pitch, right? It's like okay, like. New school year. We're going to have a bunch of new students and all that sort of stuff. Um, And so in this case, it's really about the teachers, though. So you need to arrange a team of people to act as teachers and faculty. Um, So they've got to be the the mentors and everything.
1: Um, Credentials. We're going to introduce a whole bunch of new kids. Every time they do this, it's all new kids at the school. Maybe you throw in one character who's a teen, like Jubilee or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But everybody else is brand new.
2: Yeah. And so um, your big thing is getting the teachers in place for this one. And credentials are not required um in this case but like a lot of these characters are probably going to have histories in the subjects that you're supposed to have them teach right um and so basically you've got eight different uh roles in the school so you need someone to be a mentor or counselor someone who's going to teach science someone to teach magic someone to he- teach history slash potentially including time travel stuff um so it's it's like alternate history realities i don't know um (laughs) social studies combat and teamwork in the danger room and someone who is sending students on missions um so the non-field team leader and some reformed villain who should probably not be involved in any of this but is
1: (laughs) but inexplicably is
2: yeah um it's like why why did this person get brought in um for complications uh Someone needs to be a gruff character who takes one of the young students under their wing, a la Wolverine, as previously discussed. Um, And one person needs to come from a different reality or timeline, like the ultimate universe or age of apocalypse or days of future past or whatever. You've got options. There's a lot of options there. All right. So,
0: uh, okay, my mentor counselor character is going to be Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who... I think okay. deliberately never took a code name uh, and mm-hmm. never really wanted to be part of a team, but also everyone needed her all the time. <laughs> uh, she's a medical doctor. So she did a lot of stitching up of, of X-Men and she could create a, she would automatically create a force field anytime something was threatening her. So uh, any like projectile or energy threat that came towards her force field appeared uh, and stopped it. And, but she couldn't like control her force fields or at least never even study enough to do Wait, it. What does she appear in? Uh, she was in an X-Men run in the 2000s. Yeah,
1: she was in the new minutes too, I think. And then she was a, she was an X-Man. I think she's a Mer Island X-Man too. Maybe in and the nineties. Uh, in the nine, yeah, nineties. And, and then again in the two thousands, she's, she's very frequently a hanger on like, um, like even after she leaves the team, when something happens and people are injured, call in Doctor Reyes. She's right, more often she, like the yeah. the gratuitous. And by doctor, I mean she's one of them them there omni specialist doctors. Like she <laughs> she performs she performs medical services. Um, you know, okay. maybe it's psychiatry, maybe it's surgery. You know, she's a doctor because yeah. they're all qualified for all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, which is going to come up in a moment. So save that idea that these doctors, because uh, the, the one I'm going to have teaching science is going to be Doctor Nemesis. Um,
2: <laughs> gosh who your, your general practice scientist
0: yes exactly i'm not sure what <laughs> he's a sci- what the doctor is a reference to um and uh, so dr nemesis is i believe actually like was a very obscure golden age character that then got pulled into the x-men and yes. is kind of just a uh an all-around if you want a genius who is kind of dismissive and smart alecky towards everyone else that's
1: that's Don yeah nemesis. He is, um yeah but uh, he'll... He, he he would have been one of my teachers so i'm just yeah. oh, <laughs> so, he like, right <laughs> he'll build
2: you a submarine he'll you know fix up your jet he'll he'll do science mm-hmm.
1: he, yeah he is he is a his power is um is he's his power as it is is super intelligence and so he just you know sort of figures in whenever they need somebody right
0: and so, yeah, I think he could teach any of the science.
1: Um, he, uh, yeah, well, well, so just the reason I have all this available is because he would have been my science teacher. Oh, okay. So, so, so this was your,
0: this was my strong guy
1: moment true. where you still strong guy he, he, from yes. me. Yes. still <laughs> locked a nemesis from you. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I have I just crossed him out, you see. So, <laughs> so, so. Um, all
0: right. Magic teacher. Okay. I briefly, I just want to say, I considered doing Gambit, but he's going to teach like sleight of hand magic, not.
2: Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Stage magic? Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, well, street close magic, up. really. Street magic, yes. He he's was going to
0: teach up. street magic. But and, uh, figuring that was outside of what you were looking for, I'm going to take <laughs> Nocturne here, who, as the daughter of Scarlet Witch, is going to have that Uh-oh. ambiguous mutant magic knowledge. Mm hmm. Okay, so Nocturne is also one of my options to fill out your different reality timeline. Not the only one I'll be taking care.
2: She legitimately counts, though.
0: Yes, uh, she was uh, in a different timeline, a child of Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch um, or Wanda, if you're a fan of the MCU. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, so she has a lot of physical appearances like Nightcrawler, blue skin, yellow eyes, pointy ears. But then she had kind of vague magic powers like uh, uh, like Scarlet Witch. All right, teaching history, I am going to have Bishop, who is also a alternate time traveler traveler, uh, from Mm -hmm. the future, who also really struggles to remember history. And that's why this one tickled me, (laughs) because if you're reading X-Men comics in the 90s, he remembered a lot of almost everything that was going to happen, but not the key details. (laughs) So he uh he came back from the future and is like one of these x-men is uh is going to turn on the team and cause the destruction of xavier's dream which one oh man I don't remember <laughs> i just know
2: i just know one of them does
0: <laughs> yes and i'm gonna distrust all of you <laughs> um and, and okay teaching social studies this was a weird one for me to try and work in like uh who has expertise in social studies I settled on Psych, who is the X-Baby version of Cyclops. Ha.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: <laughs> the X-Babies are from an alternate dimension where Mojo tries to get the most ratings by milking any variation of pop culture that he can think of, and so he made a team of the X-Babies. <laughs> Thing, because of course muppet he would babies. reboot the
1: series with, the, with babies it was like the 90s and this is you know you yeah. had the muppet babies you had Scooby-Doo, like scooby-doo Doo babies, flintstone babies yeah it was a thing that people were doing so
0: and so okay. i just like the idea of entering a classroom and there is a baby version of cyclops standing up at the podium <laughs> <laughs> and, and he will not take any guff from any students he is not having it if anyone cracks a joke he is super serious but he is a baby All right. Uh, Teaching combat. This is going to be my fourth in a row that would fulfill your different timeline or alternate reality (laughs) character. This is going to be Shatterstar. Gosh.
2: Shatterstar and his stupid sword.
0: (laughs) Who is one of the embodiments of some bad storytelling tropes from the 90s of uh, characters with mysterious pasts and uh super competent with weapons and very obscure power sets. <laughs>
1: uh, mm-hmm. Much like much like Farrell, this is a Rob Liefeld creation mm-hmm. where not much you can rock is put into it. It, it is literally every, even less so than Farrell. This yes. is literally he was a just character there. out of Liefeld's brain. It could have been in Youngblood, could have been in, in X-Force. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and when Andrew uh, said, those stupid swords, I want to describe.
0: He had swords in which two blades, but not like Darth Maul, <laughs> two blades, like hey, just, just two parallel two, blades parallel. sticking straight up from the same hilt. Why? <laughs> Don't know. Because Rob <laughs> thought it looked cool. And on the, the hilt, the, the oh, what's the name of the handguard that comes over? You know, the, um, the handguard. The the hand but there mm. were spikes coming out. So yeah. he could also punch mm-hmm. you with the spikes or cut you with two blades at
1: once. Now, and he, and he had say. a giant shoulder pad not shoulder pads like because no, cable had one, two giant shoulder pads pad. he one, just had one.
2: <laughs> um
1: one and, glowing guy like cable oh yeah um a ponytail It'll, massive two ponytail. ponytails two ponytails on uh sometimes depending yes. depending on on how rob felt that day not necessarily consistent from panel to panel mm-hmm. now <laughs> and i, I want say and a boxing mask <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> That's the, that's the way to describe it. That I is the best of description the, of
2: that headpiece that, is, that he's that wearing. That is exactly what it is. It is a boxing mask. Um, now, I will say, and I don't think Rob Liefeld cared about this, but theoretically, having two parallel blades on like a dagger could be useful because it becomes difficult to stitch those wounds closed.
1: But that yeah. is not why this sword has two <laughs> blades. no. <laughs> Uh, Shatterstar also has a power. He does have the power to focus the totality of his willpower through his sword. Um, he does not like to use it. He does it like in his first appearance, and then in his second appearance, his cable cables like do the willpower through your sword thing right now. And Shatterstar's like, I don't wanna. And Cable's like, Now, now, now. And he's like, and he, so he shoots a villain, and Shatterstar goes, Why did why why didn't we just use the gun? And Cable says, Because I wanted to save bullets. <laughs>
0: But that phrase of focus the totality of his powers through his blades, like that, still rings. Of having read a lot of X Force comics in the nineties, never knew what it meant. Mean. <laughs> it's like there was a, in the vid, There was a villain called the MLF, and one of the, the characters was Tempo. And I still remember first first appearance. She has the power to stop time. Literally. What does that mean? <laughs> like you never see her use it. She's just kind of vaguely flying in the background all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: All right. Um. So that's combat in the Danger Room. Who's who's your your Uh, at-home team leader and who's your villain okay
0: uh yeah my at-home uh team leader that sends people on missions this is gonna be forge uh an underused character he's a native american but uh can uh basically invent any technology that's needed like his mutant power is proficiency with technology Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's at various times been Uh, uh, had some of like the vague Native American mysticism associated with him. At other times, he's definitely uh, had prophecies about being a future leader that's core to the X-Men. But once Chris Claremont left the series, that kind of got forgotten. I mean, Uh, he is awfully dismissed. Yes. I'd I'd like to recenter Forge a bit
1: in this series. One of my favorite characters um, and no longer going to be in another round. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, But. Awesome character. Good pull.
0: And then realizing as I looked through this, I realized this is a fairly eclectic team. So I have Cecilia Reyes, Dr. Nemesis, Nocturne, Bishop, Psych, the baby Cyclops, Shatterstar, Forge. I thought I need some like sales m- f- for this, some marketability. So I'm going to take one of the uh, most uh, marketable of the X-Men characters, Mystique, and put her in as the reformed villain here at the end.
2: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Who's, who's the gruff one taking on a young student?
0: Oh, that will be. Uh, I, I mean, there's a couple options there. I really like the idea of a, a young student like breaking through Dr. Nemesis, uh, his shell of uh, oh, that's mm. Ar-
2: arrogance. <laughs> I was worried you were going to make it psych, and I thought that was going to be dumb. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm glad you didn't go with the one I thought would be dumb.
0: <laughs> I mean, shadow star will be another option of like breaking through you know, forge can have a lot of distance around him. So there, there's
2: several options mm-hmm. there. A nocturne can be gruff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, well, you, you've more than covered the different timelines and realities, So I, I won't even to, ask But I almost that. made the entire team fit that criteria.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I could have made the entire team. There's been yeah. so many alternate realities in the X-Men Well, comics. I mean,
1: I mean, I had one round where I specifically how how can I fill this team exactly with just Emma Frost? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but I, but I, but I had a vision of it when you when you first went when I read it first time. I was like, and I'm like, this is I'm not deviating from this. This is the one where I'm sticking to it. So, All right, Mav, All your right. team. OK, so 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 this is this is the round and this is going to make the rest of the game real fun for Joe, because this is the round that I call burn through the superstars. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is the A-list. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. So
0: (laughs) So so when I got to the end, I was like, oh, the the editors are gonna say you gotta be able to mark this comic. Who are we putting on the cover? I'm like, oh, put Mystique on the team. That's not your problem.
1: (laughs) Oh no, no, no. oh no, no, no. Because um because my mentor counselor is Kitty Pride. Oh man. Right off the bat. (laughs) She 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 knows what it's like to go through the school. She knows what it's like to be a kid on this team, and she knows what it's like to be an adult. So that's a so right off the bat, Kitty Pride is um is my mentor counselor. um now um because i lost uh doc nemesis i have to choose between one of my alternates and i and i lost beast in a second round who was my number two because again Mm -hmm. i was burning through i was burning through the superstars so of my alternates who are all in the same level eh, i think i'll go with mr sinister
3: <laughs> 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 did not see that one
1: coming massive problem but he's a, but you need someone to cause trouble like you you need some like one of the things that's on in X-Men. You mentioned Kid Omega earlier. There's always somebody on the team who just nobody really trusts. Mm-hmm. But for reasons that they're there. And it just it just causes. Now, this is a reformed Sinister, which is what they have in the comics right now. Sinister's a good guy right now. I mean, but,
2: everyone's reformed in the X-Men right now.
1: Right. Yeah. But but yeah, but this is always there's always a little bit of, oh, do we really trust him? Why? You know, it's when Sabretooth was on the team. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister is my science teacher filling that role. I have to okay? say. Mr. Sinister,
0: that name, since I first read it as a child in the very early 90s, I simultaneously thought this is the dumbest name ever and the greatest name ever to say out loud.
1: At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my my magic teacher, interestingly enough, was going to be Pixie, but she's burned. So I'm going with magic.
2: It's <laughs> a fair call. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, magic. Ilyana Rasputin, Colossus's little sister. Um, she has the power to teleport and she has magic
2: <laughs> and a, a giant sword. Yes. Like like an anime sword.
1: Mm hmm. Now teaches history or time travel. Um, it, uh, actually, I'm going to substitute that. I'm going to I'm going to say who my who my choice was going to be. And then my real I'm, choice. And then my real choice, because um, because I I didn't expect to be using Sinister. I was going to use Doc Nemesis, right? So my choice for the character that nobody really trusts, which is not one of your complications, but like to add drama, was going to be Apocalypse here because it was like history because he was there. <laughs> but, but I don't think I can. I don't. I don't need to have both Apocalypse and Sinister at the school, and it's it's going to
2: be very suspicious.
1: Yeah, and it's probably fine because Sinister is frankly funnier. So mm-hmm. so. Oh, I guess I'll go with Amanda Sefton because because my my backups here were um, not were, teaching magic, um, but teaching history. But teaching history because um, Amanda and 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 Magic have similar powers, and they both like have the the ability to go to limbo, so they can both sort of time travel. Mm-hmm. So it, so it'd be interesting. And now Magic is better at it. And Amanda's kind of not so great. So it would be interesting to go to have a history class where it's like, well, let's go see the Mayflower. And then you miss by like a hundred years or you end up you know <laughs> like like there's storyline potential there, right? Yes, so I like that. So so I'm gonna go with Amanda uh, Amanda Sefton. My other choice was gonna be my other backup was gonna be Layla Miller, who's obscure, but she knows things. Um and then um I, I like I like Layla Miller. I like Layla Miller great, a lot. Peter too. David. She's great. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm not going to go, but, but I'm going to take Amanda Sefton because I think it makes for a better story here. Okay. Teaches social studies. Now, I had the same problem as as Joe of who teaches social studies in the mutant? It's not really anybody's bag for mutants. But then I thought, well, what? You know, social studies isn't really history. It's not really government. It's just sort of the miscellaneous. We need to kind of throw some stuff in this class they don't exactly really have social studies I in college it there. yeah it's it, it's very much a it's very much a high school and junior high class so i was thinking elementary school class but that too okay so for social studies here's where i'm burning professor x oh, <laughs> oh professor yeah, had good good x mm, okay i had yeah, had professor x is gonna be is gonna be my catch-all. social studies teacher because yeah he's i mean he's 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 got You know, he can, he's, he's got some knowledge of history. He's got some knowledge of, you know, government. He's, he's, he's put his hands in a lot of different stuff and he's very professorial. Like this is going to be professor X, not in the floating chair, not with the goofy helmet. He's going to be in the suit, in the classic wheelchair, just whirling around teaching teaching literature and culture and and theory
2: and philosophy.
1: He is, he is the most traditional teacher on my team. Now, this is why I was, I was trying so hard not to laugh. Because remember when you chose um psych yeah. um for for your social studies teacher? Yeah. Um m- my combat in danger room teacher is Wolvie. Oh, I knew it as soon as you <laughs> described that. I'm like, you're getting Wolvie, cartoon Wolverine, baby yes. Baby Wolverine. <laughs> from from Cartoon World where no one dies. From, yeah, from, from Baby Wolverine, currently a member of the Exiles, but also originally a mojo verse. He's a he's a chibi character Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is from the same reality as the Cyclops character that Joe described earlier. So, but essentially, What's the just Wolverine.
0: character's name, is it? it I don't Crawley? remember. I'm trying to remember. I, being... or I, I forget. Yeah,
1: but Wolf, But yeah, Wolvie, the the ex baby Wolverine. You know, mostly I'm taking Wolverine off the board. But also, I just would love to see him teaching. Now, the ex baby Wolverine does not realize he's not like an adult. He's just he is as mean as Wolverine turned up to eleven.
2: And <laughs> Except brought. he's a cartoon character that doesn't <laughs> understand death.
1: Yes. Yes. So he is great, but 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 he's otherwise Wolverine. And um Like like my- he gets squished flat and then he pops back out. Right. <laughs> no. Yes. Now my now my um my um my mission control character, this is probably the only one that's going to take serious explanation for your readers. I'm taking Sage. Oh, um, yeah, that's Sa- a good one. Sage is a living computer character. She has very little usefulness co- oh, and actually she's, actually she's actually a really good fighter. Her brain's a living computer. She just calculates odds. She's very good mm-hmm. as a mission control character. So
2: she's going to put and, together the right team for the right
1: mission. That's right. And um, my reformed villain that really should not be with kids, but fits the motif of this storyline perfectly. I'm taking nanny nanny is a nanny is a low-level telepath scientist character in a rope in a in a armored suit that looks like an egg (laughs) and she and she and like her entire storyline was um was always that she was like kind of she's she was a new mutants villain and she would she was always causing trouble because she was trying to take mutant children and run her own school, but she was clearly evil and not very competent. So, so, so that, so, and she's in, um she's in the X-Men books right now. I think she's in either Fa- Marauders or she's in fallen mutant fallen angels now or something. Um, I'm not reading it, but she's a current, a current character in the series now Um, as they're trying to do like, we're going to try to redeem this character, but she's just weird. Um, and for my, um, my gruff attachment and my, um, alternate reality, those are both Wolverine (laughs) because, because, because again, baby Wolverine does not realize that he's not just regular Wolverine. So he's going to constantly be trying to form the attachment with the students. He's going to try and get the. But he's young a young protégé. Yes, but he's but like they're all older than he is and he doesn't get it <laughs> like because because to him, he's like, you know, gruff hundred year old Wolverine. But like to us, he's three <laughs> and adorable. <laughs> so, so that's all right. That's my theme. <laughs> Man, um, just real I quick say
0: i love that we both went to x babies when i thought I of that i was like this is so great this is so niche no one's gonna even consider this and on the same team we were drawing for yep. the x babies
1: I, I mean I, I didn't want to ruin it so when you did it i actually muted my board because i was laughing <laughs> <laughs> um now joe
2: can you just give me the rundown on now, cecilia your Arreia,
0: team uh dr nemesis nocturne bishop psych
2: shatterstar forge and mystique this one goes to Mav burning the burning the the top tier characters pays off <laughs> I, I understand. in this round.
0: I, I enjoyed uh, the team I built, but I understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um so that means uh Mav, you get to choose the next scenario. I think we've got three scenarios left.
1: Um the Gene Gray Trial of, of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, yeah.
2: All right. So in this one, um classic Dark Phoenix saga stuff. Um so Gene Gray as the dark phoenix destroyed a solar system, uh, a populated solar system, and because of that she's on trial, uh justly on trial. And so in order to prevent her from serving justice, you must battle the Shear Imperial Guard, alien superpowered Imperial Guard. All right. Does that make enough sense? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and yeah, just imagine it's another generic super team is. is yeah, it's by, trial, trial by combat. You've got a super team on the other side of the field. Um, Jean Grey already part of your team. You've got to have someone with non-combat powers, someone blue, someone with super strength, um, a mutant who also does some magic, someone who has been a team leader, and someone who has dated Jean Grey or expressed love for her, which does expand the pool slightly. Mm hmm. Yes. Um, And complications. You're going to have a love triangle and uh, someone who's back from the dead and not quite used to
1: it. Uh, Clarification question on this one. Yeah. And the complication of love triangle, because because your your um, your list says that Jean Grey is automatically here, even though she's been burned. It's just Mm -hmm. or whether she's been burned or not. Yeah. So she's 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 an automatic part part because it's the the story. Is she part of the love triangle or not? Not required to
0: be. But, but can she can be. I assume okay, she right. is, particularly because there's the has dated Jean Grey or expressed love for her part.
1: Right. That's but yeah. that's why I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't sure if I did to in that make direction. Yeah. yeah so okay.
2: I, I I set it up so that's an option, but it is not a requirement. Okay. okay
1: got it. Okay.
0: All right. Um, my non-combat powers. I am going to take a cipher here. Okay. who is a mutant who could uh, Doug Ramsey and he could translate any language. And I think that's going to be important when you're dealing with multiple alien cultures here
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: for someone blue. Boy, did I have a lot of options here? I (laughs) uh, I, somehow Um, this this heavy hitter is still available. So I'm going to take Nightcrawler just so he's off the board,
1: Uh, which 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 complicates my mind because that that would that would have been my pick for this round. Mm hmm. It's it's kind of shocking that Nightcrawler is still there. Yeah, he At is uh, late, a fan favorite.
2: All right. Super
0: strength. I've had two of my characters that I had in here taken uh, already. <laughs> you know, just... I and uh, Colossus? Colossus and M. I had M in this slot. Oh. Um, and uh, so I am going to take um, Princess Power from the runways. <laughs> You're <runaways>. kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Did you, did, oh, you had down Mav? Uh, I okay. So she was she was my alternate after Colossus. Um, but um, but she was who I was going to go with. And so this round, you have stolen both Molly Hayes and Nightcrawler from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Molly Hayes is from the Runaways,
2: one of my favorite uh mm-hmm. characters, and she's thirteen years old and one of the strongest characters, physically like, strong. Yeah, yeah. But she
0: doesn't look like she's Bulked out. She looks just like uh you know
1: she's a, she's a thirteen year old girl. Yeah. She's, she just yeah. looks like
0: that. But then 12, she punches maybe. someone and bam <laughs> they're <Yeah>. flying <laughs> through the air.
2: <laughs> and then she usually has to take a nap. Yes. Yeah. Her I don't know air. if that's still still her current stuff, but um that was really not the original much, thing. But yeah. she got pretty exhausted pretty quick. Okay.
0: Uh and then mutant, but also magic. I'm gonna take Scarlet Witch here. Um, which Mav I'm sorry if I'm
1: just really destroying your picks no 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 no. that one's fine no, okay. not not in my 250 oh really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> opt it out uh, thought of it and I'm like nah not gonna use her well I love
0: that like some of the obscure ones uh, like Princess Power or the X-Babies I think I'm safe and those are the ones that we're crossing <laughs> streams with here um, has been a team leader mm-hmm. I'm gonna be shocked if you had this one in your, in your run I'm taking Changeling
1: I uh, it, not not my first pick, but I it, on, on the list. Changeling yes. replaced <laughs> Was Professor Kep- X in the, the original X- run
0: of the X Men before the Claremont <laughs> era. Like towards the end, they were fighting as a retcon <laughs> a, a foe named Factor Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like this lurking background subplot for a while turned out to be nothing worth I I, I can't even remember who was the fact I, alien invasion am I right there Mav
1: it's hard I think I mean again fact the original X-Men run they were gratuitous villains I don't I don't even remember yeah it was just li- it was it was a team that existed for the shock value of killing Professor X yes but
0: they killed <laughs> Professor X but then we find out later that it wasn't that it wasn't X. Professor it X it was a villain named Changeling who could shape shift. who had taken the place of Professor X oh it was so Professor X could prepare for Factor Three, the big threat that was uh, coming. That's why he yeah. let Changeling take his place. That, uh, it's a, it's all coming back. I haven't read that since I was doing my dissertation. Uh, but yes, so Changeling, uh, who. Um, uh, is also someone recently back from the dead because he died in that. <laughs> That's going to be my character. I don't know why or how he's back, but he is at this point.
1: He's been, he's, he's okay. been back a couple of yeah. times since then. Whatever. Yeah, no one
0: stays dead in the <laughs> X-Men.
1: Uh, and then another heavy hitter
0: that I'm shocked is still here, but it would be really strange to do the Trial of the Phoenix without Cyclops hanging around. So mm. I am going to have uh, Cyclops present. And then the way that I'm going to work the love triangle is Changeling. When he was Professor X, really embodied Professor X. And in those early (laughs) X-Men issues, he mentions that he has feelings for Jean Grey, but he will never act on them. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. They'd never address it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, or uh, very infrequently address it or acknowledge yeah. that this happened in one of those early oh, panels man. of one of the first three issues of the X-Men, now,
1: but, but, what, but that was, that was, well, that was actually the actual professor, but you're saying when change, has has adopted that. Yes, he, okay.
0: he's, he's really like, like somehow professor X maybe did a, like a mind imprint. We'll say that when he was taking over <laughs> his spot, professor X said, I need you to really be me. Cause I'm preparing for the threat of factor, a uh, factor three. Uh, here's my mind print. And he forgot to like, turn off the creepy, <laughs>
2: i had feelings for for gene gray he forgot to filter that out (laughs) yes exactly
1: all right uh math Mm -hmm. my my non-combat powers just because this is a character that i find fascinating is eye boy oh (laughs) eye boy is the character that um creeps me out is absolutely creepy he has eyes all over his body but they're he but his eyes, all of, he's got extra eyes. I think, I think it's supposed to be fifty-seven total, just several on his face, on his hands, on and um, but all of them have every non-offense-based um, vision power you can think of. He's got microscopic village, vision, te- telescopic vision X-ray, vision, X-ray vision. X-ray vision. He can see in all directions at Ultra once. Ultraviolet vision. See and it, in the dark. He can see the, the different yes. spectrums. Yeah, and he can see astral, like magical characters. He's he's very. Oh. Interesting, yeah. Like anything that you think of is like a vision power that doesn't hurt anybody. Now he's over time become like they've given him. It's not really combat powers because he, he's just fighting like a regular person. But he's he's so, he's so perceptive that he's gotten good at reading body language, which is like sort of because they needed to give him some excuse to be able to kind of fight. But yeah. he's but he just fights like a regular guy, right? Like <laughs> he's just someone
2: who really knows what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Eye uh, Boy, he's he's very good as a sp- by other than the fact that he's disturbing to look at he, he notices anything going on going on like i I remember there's one comic where he realizes somebody is lying because they have a barely imperceptible twitch and he's just like yeah how, how's everybody missing this you know so, um okay all right my blue character so my, was my supposed, number, to was supposed to be a nightcrawler supposed to be nightcrawler but I'd already lost Nocturne, and I'd already lost Mystique, who were my number two and my number three. <laughs> so, and, and Beast, who might have been your number yeah, four. I, Beast was on mine and he's been excellent. Well, yeah. Beast actually was not intending to take, but um, um, because I, I thought for sure Beast would be gone by now. So I'm going to go with, just because I think he's kind of interesting, I'm going to go with Maggot.
3: <laughs>
1: oh! I mean... Interest really is a strong take on that character <laughs> maggot is he's just he's a blue guy who has they're not really maggots he calls them some maggots he has these weird like yeah, bug pill bugs giant pill bugs yeah on, giant he metal keeps them on his shoulders right well they they're from inside of his stomach but he but they hang out on his shoulder. His, his mutant power is he's got these robot bugs that work for him yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not clear how he's immune I still even.
0: remember was, so he, he had this like telepathic connection with these two bugs and then one issue like the big horrifying revelation was that they were his digestive system like they needed to yeah. eat for me oh, and this right. was supposed to be like this horrifying body horror revelation that changed how everyone thought about maggot and I just remember thinking like I don't care
1: yeah it was just weird he's a weird cha- he's a weird character and like if you're gonna have a blue character i think you should just have somebody weird my alternate here you can edit this out but my alternate here was gonna be ship <laughs> the, the actual ship from x-factor <laughs> <coughs> sentient ship
0: yes it was just called ship okay right? that was, that was it, the entire it was called ship yep.
1: yeah okay all right so my super strong character i've lost molly hayes on this very round um I'm going to go with someone who is also blue. Um, Would have fit both places, but I but I needed I needed um, her for super strong. I'm going with danger. Danger is a robot that has (laughs) been created from when the danger room gained sentience.
0: Yes, I have. I have that character in a few different spots as options.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, My mutant character, who is also sometimes magical dabbles in magic. And this is um this is for f- friend of mine and fellow co and co-host of one of my two podcasts for um uh Anna, I'm picking Megan from Excalibur. Who was going to be in my love triangle with Kurt um Nightcrawler, but I lost Kurt, but I'm still I'm sticking with Megan just cuz I wanted to get her on the list. Megan is um um Captain Britain's girlfriend who may or may not have feelings for Nightcrawler in that book. Um, my previous team leader, did Cannonball t- get taken? No, um, he's still available. No. He's okay. He's in there.
2: I talked about him, but he's, yeah, he's okay. available.
1: Then I'm going to go with Cannonball
2: who
0: his his lower his legs look like a cannon blast and he just puts his arms in front of him like superman fly and he just blasts through anything like he gets a force field around yeah. him that makes him cuz he's nigh, nigh invulnerable,
2: invulnerable. While, while, nigh
1: while, invulnerable blasting. while while blasting but but his <laughs> he, his his legs just disappear
0: into like it's always the same yeah. art it's just, just a jet, blast. jet of flame yeah. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and smoke yep. yeah and very and very much in the accent thing that we were talking about before it, it's never i'm it's am a h m a h apostrophe m mm-hmm. i'm nigh invulnerable wow blasting! be it, <laughs> yep. no g a never a g in any of his and, dialogue and in
2: fact husk's older brother
1: yes the, so, the guthries have
2: like five
0: mutants in their family
1: mm-hmm.
0: i might even be more. i think all the guthries are are mutants yes all the
1: and and just because again now like my my entire dissertation is all is all about weird gender and sex stuff in comics and i'm going for my character who has loved or dated gene I'm going with subtext during the Claremont run, revisited often, most recently, <laughs> currently, but never explicitly dealt with my character that has dated or loved Jean. I'm taking Storm, which I have <laughs> no idea how she's still. In this, I mean, um, she's been like my backup on like five different slots. Yeah, <laughs> she's was, she was
2: like ready for this slot, but mm-hmm. uh, not the yeah. first choice for a lot of slots. Exactly,
1: right, right, exactly. So, Storm is my so Storm is my character that has dated and loved uh, dated and or loved Jean. I mean, um, to claim it wrong, she, run like you could envision her
2: dating any member of the X Men.
0: Like she's just really right, kind of aloof, she, kind but like, affectionate
2: with all of yeah, them. Yeah, like like there's like an omnisexual energy to her, but not a clear. Relationship in in most right most of the time,
1: and 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 the character is so the character of Storm, it's been it's much more clear now in modern day, but during Claremont's run was as close as he could come to acknowledging bisexuality as like the censors would allow him to get at the I, time. I thought mystique was as close as he could get, but <laughs> I, I don't think not, that was, that was way later. I think with storm, with storm, it was like, Oh, I'm going to all, but say she's dating Yukio. I'm going to all, but say she's interested in Jean. Like he, he was really very clearly trying. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so that's, so that's why I wanted to use her. Cause I figured let's get some LGBTQ representation mm-hmm. in the book. So I think um, I think the other character that's going to be in love with Gene besides Storm for this story is going to be You're just picking through it's, your team's like, ah, who could it? Yeah, be? well, well, I think
2: I, I think it's going to be cannonball. That's that's who came to mind when you said, like, mm-hmm. ah, who's it going to be? I was like, nah, he's probably going to settle on cannonball for this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean I I had like a whole thing going where it was going to be not just the triangle. It was gonna be Nightcrawler and Megan and Storm and Gene. Like <laughs> but it got ruined. So um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um with Cannonball. All right. And and who has not yet uh recovered from being dead? Oh, Storm. Okay Um okay, um yeah I should um, and that was that was I was clear on that one because that was the one that was remaining from my original pick. Um since all the stuff I'd said about like, it was very much a subtext thing in my version of this story. She's recently come back from being dead. So it's just all emotion. And when storms emotions get out of, out of that, Um, she loses, you know, she's very bad at controlling her weather powers and she very much goes with gut instincts. So like now she's, she's recently resurrected in the story. I don't know from what, but, and then she's, and and then this is getting her to where she's very much wanting to go after her desire, which is Jean, but Jean's on trial. And yeah, so. All All
2: right. Um, and Joe, remind me your, uh, names. Uh,
0: yes, um, hold on, I gotta make sure I'm on the right list, okay, uh, Cypher, Nightcrawler, Princess Power, Scarlet Witch, Changeling, and Cyclops, like I've got a couple of heavy hitters with Cyclops and Nightcrawler and Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, and then three fairly obscure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> characters there
2: um
1: and then Mav, real quick, just give me the rundown on your characters too. I boy, maggot, danger, Megan cannonball storm
2: i'm realizing that uh maps team really creeps me out between eye boy and maggot i'm like <laughs> i'm not reading that series <laughs> so yeah. this is gonna be joe nice uh, that's
1: fair. Uh, <laughs>
2: again uh heavy hitters makes a big difference but also like i mean sometimes it's like i just don't want to look at all that artwork for maggot mm-hmm. and eye boy all right um who's who's supposed to pick the next one let's
0: see uh i went first on naming that team so i think i picked the next one yeah
2: yeah, yeah. okay okay
0: I will do diplomatic
2: mission to space. All right. So for diplomatic mission, um, you're supposed to be the neutral party uh, to help negotiate between the Shi'ar, the Kree, and the Skrulls—three big alien Marvel groups. The Shi'ar are the main X-Men aliens, but you know, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a lot of aliens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so your team's supposed to be the neutral party which you guys are definitely going to side with the Shi'ar, so it's not that neutral anyway. Um, But also, you're supposed to act as peacekeepers if necessary. Uh, And so this roster is supposed to include uh, one alien character, so a non-mutant X-Men alien character, which there's a few. Um, A scientist, someone who is a time-displaced descendant of Scott Summers and or Jean Grey, so it could be either or both of them together. You have a number of options there. Um for descendants of the, the Summer's Gray Not line, but I don't know, conglomerate. <laughs> um a mutant who has spent significant time on a non-X-Men team, so like the Avengers or something, someone with psychic powers, someone who has a, a healing factor so they can heal, not healing other people, it's for themselves, and someone who uses weapons even though they totally have powers. As far as complications, at least three Earth countries need to be represented. So this is a diversity team. Uh, classic X-Men trope. And someone needs to fall in love with an alien and stay in space. At least for, you know, several issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mav, you get to go first on this team. Yeah, this was an easy one.
1: <laughs> All right. So um, and this was one my alien character. I was like, well, no one's going to no one's going to pick any of my alien characters. Um I'm going with Cerise. Cerise is another Excalibur character. She is Shyar. So in in my version of the story, she's the one who went to the X-Men to get help. Ah, you know? right. So, yeah, um she's um and it would have been easy to pick Lilandra or something, but I was like, mm-hmm. no, she's she's queen. But you went queen. with it wouldn't- it, it well, it wouldn't be. I figured it wouldn't be the ruler who did it. It would be you know just some person who doesn't have you know who's not running the government. She can be impartial. She and she goes to you know pick up. She was a nightcrawler girlfriend at one point. So that's um that's she's three. She she's shyar She's an alien. She was a member of Excalibur. So just okay?
0: uh, real quick, you pronounce that Shiar. This is one of those like I've only oh yeah it.
1: that's it. A... <laughs> think... Oh, you say
0: Shiar? <laughs> We've always I thought
2: the '90s X-Men cartoon said shear but I'm not remember. sure.
0: Yeah. I say Shire. <laughs> that's fine. It's one of those yeah. things like you've, you've read it.
2: It's not like that's
0: a real word. <laughs> <Just> no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, like Joseph, you already said the crystal of Sidorak or Sidorak. I say Sidorak. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 K- yeah. Kitorak.
1: Oh, no, it's definitely a soft sea. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but it, I, I just always assume. So, okay. So Cerise is my alien. Um, now, Beast was taken and my backup here was Forge. I was like, nobody's gonna be a scientist, scientist. <laughs> but but um, Forge is taken. So I'm going with Wizkid. What? <laughs> oh, Wizkid. Did you not? Did you actually have Wizkid here? <laughs> no, I did not have Wizkid there. <laughs> Who would oh. have Wizkid there? <laughs> I would. Wizkid's awesome. Um, uh, and 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 okay. So a couple of things. First off, he's um, he's Japanese American. Uh, Actually, wait, I believe he might be Korean. It's been so long since I read that Fallen Angels book, but I can't believe this is the second Fallen Angel I've picked. (laughs) Um, um, He's a technocrat character. He can invent stuff, and then he has, like, not quite um, telekinesis. He can float things around so long as they're technology. Okay. Um, Time-displaced character, Cable. (laughs) uh, uh, Time-displaced, Summer's Great Descendant, it's Cable. Maybe the... Time displaced. Summer's gray descendant. Well, I also, I mean, I've already burned Rachel Gray intentionally That's before true. we got to this round. Yeah, Those. I had Rachel and Cable <laughs> in this list here. Yep. So I'm, you're I'm, not I'm out of options, cap- though. Nope. No, you're not. <laughs> and so I know. So I know who you're picking, <laughs> which is. Um, and then my um, my my longstanding, um, n- member of a non-X team. Interestingly enough, I was going to take Betsy Braddock here, but you burned her earlier. So, I'm taking Sunspot, Roberto da Costa, Brazilian born Roberto da Costa, who is a diplomat on Earth. Figure the, the skills transfer. Right. Okay. Which non X Men team has he been on?
2: Yeah. Well, what were you going to choose for his non X Men team?
1: Oh, he's an Avenger.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah he, ran a, he ran an Avengers team for a while.
1: Yeah. He ran an Avengers team for like a few years. Um, I, I guess the, it's probably been three the or four years.
2: U.S. Avengers?
1: Yeah, yeah, and- that had
2: um, Squirrel Girl, mm-hmm. and ah, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble piecing it back. Together, he was on a but- team. He was on a
1: team with Cannonball for a while too. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, the the two of them left the X Men and became Avengers. Yeah, they're like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, now my psychic powers. Again, remember I was going to pick um, Betsy Braddock before, but um, <laughs> but uh, um, for for this, but my psychic powers character um is I'm going with the other Psylocke, Quanon. <laughs> yeah. um, because who is the who is the current Psylocke in X Men comics? Now she is the she is the original owner of the Japanese body that um, Betsy Braddock took over for years. So I guess that counts. Yes, that. Well, no, that, they're, trying they're, to work they're, out they're, that
0: character history is just so crazy. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they are a rough
1: one. Currently, they are both starring in different X Men books. Betsy is in Excalibur, and and Quanon is running Fallen Fallen Angels. They're is, doing. Is like, Betsy back in her original body? Betsy's in her British body, and Kwanin's in the Japanese body, I had and no their bu- and their yeah, that's their current storyline. So they're all right. They are currently two completely distinct characters. Um, my my personal healing factor. Um, I'm gonna pick Old Man Logan here. Oh, I okay.
2: Like I mean, Wolverine has not been chosen at this point. I, so I, this I, is available. I know,
1: I know, but Wolverine's not very. Wolverine's not a very good diplomat.
2: And so you want old man Logan. I want old man Logan, who
1: is who is who is much more. He is much better at being, you know, subtle, (laughs) Um, (laughs) honestly. And then um, my uses weapons, even though he totally has powers. Another Excalibur pick, Kylan. Oh, yeah. Kylan. Yeah the mm-hmm. uh oh man what feral child who grew up to become um a cat uh,
0: basically is what
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he yeah, he grows up to become a thundercat and uses a sword, but he has like you know he has tracking powers like he, he has he's you know he's kind of a wolfish looking guy who has the same powers that every other wolfish looking guy has, yeah claws but not super sharp claws, sharp teeth um a mane of hair, he can track stuff, he's fuzzy okay mm-hmm. um I, so what are your three
2: countries that are represented?
1: Uh, there's um, Brazil, United States, Japan, England. Okay. And who's going to stay in space? K- Kylan. Kylan falls in love with Cerise and stays.
2: <laughs> All right. and you take that. Uh, so Joe?
1: also also cerise but she's from space so you know yeah, yeah.
2: what's kylan
0: a 90s character i think excalibur right so
1: yeah well yeah all yeah. of my I mean, weapons I mean.
0: though they're totally a mutant characters were 90s characters because it just <laughs> that was the aesthetic of the time starts in 88 you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right uh let's see uh alien character i am going to go with corvus rookshear who was in the rise and fall of the Shiar Empire? A Shiar like
2: wandering samurai kind of character who carried an anime sword.
1: Similar choice. Okay. Oh wait, is he the <laughs> is
2: he the guy? Like his sword is powered by the Phoenix Force? Yeah, I think it's called the Shard of Phoenix. Is his, his
0: sword? It's been a while since I read that, but <laughs> I think that's what it was. I saw um, him in some space stuff in the in the yeah. early two thousands. All right, my scientist is going to be Moira McTaggart.
1: <laughs> one on the board. <laughs>
0: uh we could have filled several slots on other like uh, faculty or the accented one uh but yeah great great long long long-term character my
1: backup history teacher (laughs)
0: um all right uh and then for my time display summers there's actually still a couple on the uh, on the board but i'm gonna take x-man nate summers um another age of apocalypse holdover uh similar Mm to to blink uh who we've pulled over For a mutant who's been on a non-X-Men team, I'm going to take Quicksilver, but it's got to be the Peter David Quicksilver that, uh, (laughs) where he's kind of a jerk to everyone, but they make it so that it makes so much sense once you hear peter david's explanation where yeah. he's uh he's so fast at everything he's kind of like when you're waiting in line at a grocery store and the person in front of you is taking forever and just yeah. there's that low level of frustration
2: and just impatient
0: Quicksilver's experience with every interaction ever with anyone <laughs> it's that low level yeah. of uh, impatience yeah. uh for the
1: whole world moves in slow motion to him
0: yeah and I love that explanation of him being a jerk. Because sometimes characters are jerks just to be jerks. But once you hear that explanation, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, for my psychic character, I am going to take karma from the new mutants. Mm, okay. Um, and then uh, who is uh, she's a Vietnamese character and her power, like it's Psychic, but she like takes over the uh She's other possess- possesses people, yeah possesses people mm-hmm. uh for healing i am going to just again look at the sales of the editors you know wanting some extra sales and i'm going to take deadpool here um i don't <laughs> think he'd be very good Gosh. at the diplomatic part but <laughs> my feeling no. is there's something shady going on and he's going to leave everyone else and have his own side mission side quest to go find out information Uh, and then uses weapons even though they're totally a mutant so many options i am actually going to take domino here though because anytime i think of domino she's loading a a, a gun (laughs)
2: uh and she
1: diplomatic mission (laughs) what was that (laughs) every
2: time i think of domino she's hanging upside down firing a gun yeah (laughs) uh uh, well remember her role with the x-force where
0: she was like uh cable was the leader but he was awful at it and she had to translate everything for everyone else so that's how i knew like how she's here on a diplomatic mission uh mm-hmm. and, and so she has like luck-based power so also like something yeah it, it's really tense in the room everyone's about to storm off but then like some random thing happens that kind of makes everyone like breaks the tension for everyone that's domino's mutant power coming
2: through right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And uh, three countries represented.
0: Uh, We've got Scotland and uh, Vietnam and the United States.
2: All right. And who's going to stay in space?
0: uh that one is going to be oh i had it now i've got to remind myself of which of these characters i actually put into it oh it's gonna be more of a because she needs a break from earth she needs to get away um she, but she's
2: gonna find someone to fall in
0: love with and stay there yes uh and even if she doesn't find someone to fall in love with like it's just gonna be a med- better situation because she's kind of like stretched thin with all of her relationships on earth like everyone needs her And no one gives her anything on Earth. (laughs) I think she's going to find
2: just a little relaxation in outer space. All right. Now, Mav, give me a quick
1: rundown on your names. Uh, Okay. Cerise, Wizkid, Cable, Sunspot, uh, Quanon, version of Psylocke, and uh, Old Man Logan, and Kylan.
0: All right. And mine were Corvus Rookshear moira mctaggart x-man quicksilver karma deadpool and domino that is the weirdest team i've ever (laughs) like of all of these i think this is my weirdest one (laughs) i I really think
2: joe's team like just doesn't gel no no they don't (laughs) And, like, this is not the most gelling of Mavs teams either, but it gels better. And so the storytelling <laughs> dynamics are better in Mavs team.
0: I mean, the, the tension and, and uh, fraught emotions are stronger in mine. Just ability to complete the mission. Maybe not a strong point with the team I just put out there.
1: I have a couple of people who actually know each other. Yeah. Like,
2: I was like, well, Mavs team actually sounds like it could have been assembled as a team. And Joe's team like... How did that happen?
0: Well, part of how it happened is I had forgotten or I just completely missed one of the slots. Uh, And so I was putting my team together a little bit while Mav was saying his out loud.
2: Like like part of them, like, does that mean like the Kree and the Shi'ar and the Skrulls each had to pick two people?
0: (laughs) And then they got put together as the team? Who's leading this team and saying, this is it. This is the dream team to bring peace (laughs) to the galaxy.
2: <laughs> we're we're low on options here. We're getting towards the we're, we're getting like you, towards the dregs of the X Men. <laughs> you, you can't even say that it was a group that happened to be together and got beamed up. <laughs> um. All right. So it's going to be the last round.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Joe's going to be putting his team on first. And I'm just going to tell you guys the scenario. Oh, we're so tied called, three to three. This is great for going yes. into the last round. So. Oh. Okay. Great. Yes. Uh, So this is the master mold. Uh, So master mold is what produces the alien or not the alien, the mutant hunting sentinel robots, the giant robots that hunt down mutants. Um, And so the master mold is, is uh, Bolivar Trask who created the master mold to destroy mutants. He had a change of heart, tried to shut down the master mold. Master mold is sentient, uh, captured him and is just spitting out sentinels, sending them off to kill mutants. And so your X-Men team Uh, needs to try and destroy the master mold facility, which is heavily guarded by mutant hunting sentinels, including sentinels specialized against the original X-Men team. Uh, So that means you can't choose the original core five. Right. Um, And then your roster is someone with powers different from their original power set. So that could be for a number of reasons, but now they have powers that is not the set of powers they started with. Could they Um, have
0: a different set of powers in addition to their original powers?
2: Um, because we, we might have to lean into that version
0: of new power. We might have
2: to vote on that one. <laughs> All right. Um. So it, it depends. Okay.
0: This
2: like if this running
0: still... long, I vote we let it go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Someone who can copy or steal another person's powers. Someone who is a robot or technological organism. A teleporter. Um. Someone who is a leader who's trying to make sure that they actually do try to rescue Trask, even though no one wants to. Um. And someone with elemental-based powers, so so basic, you know,
0: or uh, Captain ele- America, uh, my or not Captain America, Captain Planet minus the heart.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I take anything that's really like naturally occurring on Earth. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, basic elements, um, complications. Someone really doesn't want to save Trask, and someone will have to sacrifice themselves for the mission to succeed. All right, mm-hmm. so, so that's a that's a meaty story element there. Mm-hmm. All right. Someone with different powers in the original. Uh,
0: this is why I, I already kind of raised this issue. I'm taking Bloodstorm, the vampire version of Storm. Uh, in, in the X-Men comics, she was turned and then healed in one single issue. But uh, in alternate realities, people love this version of Storm, yeah, and they keep coming back. To the vampire. Yeah. So,
2: so, so Storm, but vampire. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we can. I think we can accept that. All right, good. It's It's not what what I had in mind. Given my two options,
1: it's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Glad to hear that. Uh, Copy and steal powers. Uh, Andrew, I've got a Generation X character for you here. I'm going to be taking Sync.
1: Oh, Sync. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I got a pretty natural choice there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, He has the power to (laughs) copy anyone else's powers. All right. Robot tech organism. I am going with Doug Locke, who is. The version of Warlock, who was a tech nano alien creature that ran around with the new mutants for a long time. The character mm-hmm. of Cypher, Doug Ramsey, died. And at one point, uh, Warlock and the corpse of Doug Ramsey mm-hmm. bonded and became one and were called Doug Lock.
3: Mm-hmm. All
1: right.
0: I had three teleporters. They've all been taken. Uh, so I was running through my mental catalog of X Men characters. And Mav, you remember when you took Lifeguard and said, no one remembers this character? Yes. Do you remember Slipstream?
1: Premiered in uh, yes, Save Issue. Uh, y- 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 yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> <making> Slipstream.
0: <laughs> uh, tell, tell me a little bit about Slipstream. Uh, teleports. That's basically all I remember.
1: <laughs> he's a he's a, he's a dude who teleports who was less interesting than Lifeguard. That's all I've got. Oh, Is there man. some <laughs> visual imagery of him that involves a surfboard? I'm trying to remember. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He he. It's like a wormhole kind of thing. I don't really get it. <laughs> Not, it
2: didn't make sense then either. So, Not one of the top spare teleporters on my mind, but okay. <laughs> it was the one no.
1: that came
0: to me. Uh, a leader who actually wants to rescue Striker. Multiple man. Uh, one of my favorite characters when written well. Uh, can make duplicates of himself. Sometimes the duplicates uh, have... Uh, maybe accented a different part of his personality (laughs) than the original version. So like one duplicate may be like really bold. And then the next duplicate that comes out is uh, really, uh, you know, concerned about germs (laughs) and that's the primary trait that comes out and he can't control which version is going to come out whenever it makes. Now now, you said when written well, so you mean Peter David? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That goes without saying. Uh, And then my character with elemental powers is going to be sunfire. Um, the uh one of the rebranded X-Men in the 70s, one of that that original international team of X-Men. Uh and so for your complications, the one who doesn't want to save Trask, it's either gonna be Bloodstorm or Sunfire. Uh let's go with Bloodstorm on that. And the one who will sacrifice themselves is either gonna be Douglock or Slipstream, because no one will notice
3: <laughs> in either
0: <Aww>. instance. <laughs> uh It'll, it'll give stakes without affecting the bottom line of the X Men franchise.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Doug- so so noble of Slipstream to sacrifice <laughs> yes. himself.
0: Uh, let's just go ahead and do Slipstream because Doug just came back from the dead. <laughs> it would be just just cruel to to take him out again. All right,
1: uh, Mav, your team. Yeah. Okay. Um. This is, this is a. This is actually yeah, fortuitous. Um. All right. Uh, so i i missed my teleporter but it was okay because i had a backup teleporter list from the previous question and my next and my next character was already on this list so i just had to move it to a different <laughs> slot so it's i i'm I'm good <laughs> okay um my leader who's good with rescuing trask is banshee all right just because you know he's a he uh, sean cassidy all along good good guy you know he's he's just jovial he was the leader of generation x he's just a good guy mm-hmm. so now for the character that has changed their powers from their original power set black tom cassidy sean's cousin <laughs> oh <gosh>. yeah <laughs> who sean is like now going sean's like given a second chance he's like uh now, now black tom fifth their sixth chance yeah used to, it, it, originally his power was he could shoot fire through wood he had to be holding a wooden staff <laughs> He had to be had, holding yeah. wood and he could he could shoot fire, but only if he was holding a wood wood to like shoot it through. And then later he just became a character who could turn into like oh, he was like a wood a, elemental.
0: Uh, yeah. But not one of your like, elemental power slot here, but
1: essentially he becomes Groot. Yeah. <laughs> like, But like but like with the ability to speak, he just has the, the ability to turn into wood himself. It's completely different and weird. I'm not clear if he can still shoot fire or not. He's weird now.
0: I mean, uh, as far as like earlier requirements, you're also really checking the written accent box with both
1: these characters. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 They're very heavily um, 80s 80s um, Claremont speak in their voices, but neither of them are my elemental character. Now, my teleporter, who was going to be my character with a with a with a different power set than originally started, is Widget from Excalibur. <laughs> Oh, gosh, oh, golly, oh wow. Widget is a little ro- a, a little robot thing that can, techno with techno-organic powers to transmute. And yes, I know I have a techno-organic slot. Widget is not my techno-organic character um, or, or robot. But Widget can, like, transform into stuff and make teleportation portals. And um, eventually, spoilers, if you get through all of Excalibur, um, eventually you find out that Widget is the time-displaced um, soul of kitty pride from the days of future past universe so oh, not yeah, yeah. not
0: her original power stuff. i knew widget <laughs> i did not know
1: that yeah, Spo- <laughs> yeah. Spo- spoiler for the oh gosh oh golly oh, oh wow podcast for two years from now when we get to that issue but yeah <laughs> um and then i really really want it sink here but I guess I'll take Hope Summers for my can copy Steel Powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <Okay>. guess. <laughs> it, was, it was her or her Mimic, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, or I could have gone with, with Steel Powers and taken Leech, but that's uninteresting. So it was her or Mimic and Hope's more interesting between the two. <laughs> so um, now my robot technical organic character. And yes, I realize I already have Widget on the team. Um, um, but my my robot character for this is actually going to be Omega Sentinel. Sentinel. Mm-hmm who is a woman who um, was given sentinel powers. Um, Mm -hmm. She was like experimented on and became a living sentinel. So that leaves me with my, um, my elemental powers character. And even though I had originally only chosen, I I had originally put this character over the top because it was going to be fun to like play her against sync. I'm still going with wind dancer. Just because I love her. She was, she was a delightful <laughs> character from from New X-Men. And Sink was one of my favorite characters from um, Generation X. And I just thought, I want to see them play together because they're both teens. Or at least, I guess Sink should be 10 years older than her. But I don't know. It's, it's comic book math. I mean, so, he, he died and was like never brought back. Uh, and, they're all back now. He back because now. Surely he's back now. Everyone's <laughs> yes, back, back,
2: but it's whether or not they have room to actually write about him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so Wind Dancer, just because I think she's cool. So um, So... Those are those are my team. Um, The the person who does not, you know, really want to rescue Trask and will probably try to kill him. That's a mega sentinel. She hates what's been done to her because of because of basically this man's dream and then ultimately has to sacrifice himself. Black Tom Cassidy in the ultimate mark of redemption. <laughs> Does he just catch on fire? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I think. I, I think I, my my thought was that nobody trusts him, but just he like the Banshee's about to get captured, and he's like, "No, cousin, I have to save you because even though I'm kind of evil, I love you because you're my cousin." Did banshee
0: die by getting hit by a plane?
1: Uh, Banshee's died several times. <laughs> I don't.
0: I, don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't just know. just remembered. Like he's flying. He's he's generating a sonic blast that destroys everything in his path, and he got hit by a plane, and that's how he died. I, yeah. That's I
2: <laughs> Um. Okay, so the the winner of this round and the winner of the game, I'm going with Joe. Oh yeah. yes, your team's
1: better. This, this round to get came one.
2: together. sorry right. My, I'm glad I didn't have to finish on my last team. That was a rough one.
1: <laughs> my diplomatic <laughs>
0: mission to space.
2: <laughs> now, and I've got to say, like for everyone listening, like if you think this was a lot of X Men characters, like you guys did not pick a lot of X Men characters that I had in mind for things. And so there is room for most of these to have at least one additional answer.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. Are exactly.
2: There's there's a lot of stuff in here.
1: And I, I did. Did we, did, we, did we literally go through the game without picking regular Wolverine? I yes, regular Wolverine uh, is, yeah. still <laughs> <Angel> <laughs> is still on the board. Angel is <laughs> still on
2: the board.
0: I had Angel and Archangel at a couple different places there. Um. um there's a lot is, of as, like, like alternates. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's like there's a lot of randos that are have mm-hmm. not been chosen like for for uh summers or or jean gray descendant i was like i want someone Strife. to pick ruby summers
0: oh i had ruby I was, summers that she she was almost my pick but i did i x-man i was like back and forth between those two yeah my, i was like my, i think ruby my, summers
2: my, is really fun because it's a non-jean gray descendant I mean, that team wasn't gonna work anyway but
1: uh yeah. my my, my, my back my backup there was um rachel and franklin richard's son Mm, from mm-hmm. uh, who i think it's called hyperstorm yes, or something like that. i i had hyperstorm uh in in a note <laughs> um
2: magneto actually isn't on this list anywhere
0: yeah I don't think anyone's took yeah, gambit yeah uh um who's yeah another? so like there's there's a lot of a list stuff that is mm-hmm. on the table yeah characters
2: who have carried their own series at various points <laughs> that didn't get picked mm-hmm. up and and like there's so many x-men characters <laughs> yeah yeah for for every character you guys named there's like four people that they have been on teams with that isn't on our radar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to wrap up X-Men is a fantastic franchise. One of my favorites, but it's also a strange franchise in that, like there's such distinct eras. Like if you've read the Claremont era, that feels very different than what's going on right now in the X-Men comics, which is so diverse from that original 1960s run of X-Men comics, which is very different from that early 2000s Morrison, uh, Joss Whedon era of X-Men comics. So uh, same characters, but very different feeling depending on who's writing them. And uh, it's just one of the fascinating things about these long running series that they can be so distinct. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us for show notes and links to all the other great dueling genre shows. You can go to duelinggenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the protagonist podcast in your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott Tofty who composed our theme music. Uh, you can reach us by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at protagonist or at J and our producer. Andrew is at DisMinute. minute and uh, Mav. What would you like to plug right now?
1: Uh, I am the host or co-host of two podcasts. Um, uh, the, the Vox podcast, which is a pop culture analysis podcast that you've both been on at various times. It's a round table of various topics. And I am a co-host on a new show that Probably depending on when this episode started, just started a month or two ago. Uh, Cado, Gasho galio, wow! Where we are reading all of Excalibur. We review one episode of Excalibur per week for the entire series run. So it's going to take us about two and a half years to get through all of
0: it. So Excalibur, for anyone uh, who's unfamiliar, is a team of mutants in the Marvel Universe. In this run, they were set in England, uh, so uh, different flavor than a lot of the uh, you know American-centric uh, mutant teams that were going on, and uh, ran for about a hundred issues. Is that Right, Matt?
3: 126.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, thank you again, listeners, for downloading this episode. We'll be back next week to talk about a great character in a great story. So long. Uh, lifeguard
1: tele- teleporters in this one hold on oh i've funny? been there
0: math i know the panic <laughs> <you're feeling laughs> yeah, right that, now
1: that's that's fine i i have i have but a that, list of teleporters there's also. several just, teleporters yeah. yeah no i got yeah, okay. I'm Good. i'll give you a fresh edit. so uh, i'm gonna just give you a, a an edit point while i um the, th- this round got fairly well decimated for me so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's, i've been trying to keep track of which characters i have to cro- cross off and i've been doing it in my spreadsheet
0: with search and replace and let me just say searching and replacing m doesn't work <laughs> i
1: i lost i I lost nine picks in this round so. yeah. <laughs> o- o- over up, overall up six people of <laughs> six people yeah. yeah, so back up so I'm, so I'm just like, you know because um like I wanted night crawler, but that's okay and i <laughs> i was surprised he was still here like he was he was my first choice for blue, and I was like, is he really still around like I had to go double check. I well, what what I was banking on was you going. There's no way he's going to be there for for blue, and and so so I've got other blue. I've got other blue characters, but it's going to ruin my love triangles. See, I was well. I, maybe I should okay. say I okay. wait till after. All right, okay, okay. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> all right, okay, man, hit us. Uh, yeah, uncut. Okay, so all right. Um